0: This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.
1: This is the Real Bunkus and Born show. J.D. Bunkus joining me in studio today. You have uh, a lot in common with Nick Kiprios, do you think?
2: We both like uh, a can of... Uh... Cold seltzer in the summer.
1: <laughs> it's a brand non- non-specific. non
2: Brand non-specific, apparently,
1: Le- these days. Kipper owns a brand yeah. uh, called Little Buddha, and it's a good one.
2: It is a good one. Yeah. I especially like the pineapple rosemary. That is my top choice.
1: We are endorsing that by a friend, yeah. by opinion. Hello, That's and welcome, opinion. everyone. That's <laughs> my opinion,
2: and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> welcome in today. Uh,
1: the Toronto Maple Leafs lose a... I don't call it a heartbreaker, necessarily. OT loss for the Leafs to the Devils. We got Sammy McKee in the house. Derek Brandale. We got Frank the Tank in the building back there today. What's up, Correct. bud? Yeah. All right. Best hair in the
2: business. dude. For this. I've never seen this man before. His hair is obviously incredible. Uh, yes. It's just, it's glorious. But do you think that all the Franks are tired of all being Frank yeah. the Tank? Like, Frank Nation is kind of like, yo... Frank says no. Frank's no. <laughs>
1: we enjoyed the tank. Yeah, but Frank, moniker. you
2: look really chill. like that haircut reeks of chill. So it's hard for me to be like, you're the Frank to bring this up at the meeting of the Franks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are clearly the guy that was like, do any Franks, the other Franks decide I'm good with, man. And, I'm chill, bro. F- first person to oppose the tank yeah. nickname, raise your hand. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I feel like now if you name your son Frank, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know he will eventually be Frank the Tank.
1: Well, you know, my son's name is Frank Charlie, and I think yeah. you you have to know that that comes with Chuck, that that yeah. comes with Chaz, that that comes with Charles. Not even no. a Charles. Chaz? But he, no. Chaz.
0: Chaz
1: well, it's yeah. a thing, right? I mean,
2: it's not for my no son. Hockey bros. Like the, for, it's not for my son. <laughs> well, he's he no, Chaz. Yes. <laughs> no Chaz. Don't Chaz my I, boy. I, I So right now your boy is Charlie because
1: yeah. he's a boy. Yeah,
2: But when he gets older... And when I know him as a, like becoming a man, yeah, he becomes Chuck immediately. <laughs> you think? What's up, Chuck? Yeah. I will yeah. always call him Chuck. Yeah. Like to his face, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> to you, Charlie, because it's, that's how you refer. But if All I right. meet a Charlie or a Charles and they're one of the bros, yeah. hey, what's up, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. The, I obviously like the name Chuck or I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That so. wasn't a heartbreaker, dude. They just got smoked. They got beat by a better, more fun team that worked, that outworked them. And the Leafs win a puck battle last night. Sammy, you, oh, we're you, coming out hot. Yeah, they win one? I don't know. It just felt like the yeah. Devils did the thing where they showed up for a game in Toronto. They knew people were going to finally be paying attention to them. They were like, we're on yeah. a 10-game winning streak, and the whole world Ten was game like, heater. pardon me? And nobody knew until that quote. <laughs> 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 like, nobody that works outside of the NHL yeah. network or NHL on Sportsnet had any idea the Devils had won 10 in a row. They show up. They doing, okay. doing okay.
0: doing <laughs> okay. That's the worst. Cl- Every time we play it, I actually cringe it a little bit. It's really bad.
2: Sourdough. Yeah. S- just
0: such uh, a- such uh, a punk.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is bad. All over again, dude. That that's just a guy who's at a country club, right? And just that's sourdough okay. <laughs> right. He's
1: living a pretty good life. Yeah,
2: he's fine. Um yeah. I just they showed up and they wanted the spotlight and they wanted to continue to be the story and I thought. Usually, Leafs elevate to those games, Mm -hmm. and I didn't. That wasn't how I felt that game.
1: No, that felt like they were hanging on a little bit. One guy did. What's that?
2: The one guy did. Who's that? Matt Murray. Yeah. Murdoch. Yeah. Your boy. The big lad. The big fella. (laughs) The turtle is illegal pads.
1: (laughs) We're we're convinced that uh, that gear is no good. Yeah, I don't know. You know, my takeaways watching that last night. It was a team that I thought the, the Leafs had the puck for the first five minutes, which is basically their best defense against a team like the Devils. And once New Jersey found their legs, uh, you know, I said going into the game that it reminded me of old Leafs teams where once they started to get the puck and get moving, other teams go, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And you're on your heels. And that was kind of the latter half of the game. Although according to the coach, it wasn't a fast game. Would you like to hear what the coach had to say? Sure. Sure. Let's, let's hear Sheldon Keefe on the Devil's Speed.
0: Wow, he was yeah. really... No, I, it might have been me. I might have not put the clips. <laughs> in I was like... <laughs> I was like, he... yeah, we got it, we they, got it. We they, got it. Actually, we they have the
3: ability oh, to scale go. a lot of speed, yet still execute and make plays inside of that. But I, I thought we managed that quite well tonight, to be honest. I don't think it was a very fast game at all. I thought both teams defended uh, pretty well. Um, I don't think there was much happening on the rush for either team. So... You know, when I watched them on video, they looked a lot faster than they did tonight. And I think that's a credit to the fact that we did defend really well tonight as as a group. Um, You know, like I said, the issue is all three goals that they score, including the overtime goal. It's those are big mistakes by us, whether it's with the puck or defensively. But we didn't make we didn't make too many of those here today. And the flip side of it, you know, in addition to them being the number one team in the NHL on offense. They're a very, very good team defensively, and right there at the top of the league in, in defensive play. I think that ultimately, you know, was is a big part in the game. We we just uh, couldn't generate anything really.
2: What do you hear? That that guy just You know what I hear? Mm. Like eee, like nothing. Like that that just passes <laughs> through me. Like
0: what, I can't. Re- what heard to me? What I hear is that he's just wrong. Like they yeah. did not. I completely disagree with his assessment of the yeah. game, and I usually agree with them on most yeah. things on his assessment of the game. Yeah. And I don't we think do they not a, agree. I don't think they did a very good job at all. Of I I hear the
1: speed. two things. I hear one. I know Sheldon Keith. You know the guy on Twitter the, like well actually was a thing for a long time. Like mm. you, you think that or oh yeah well actually he like he's a well actually guy in person. So if you thought the Devils were f- fast, we all said it's going to be a fast game. Devils are fast. He well actually that wasn't fast. Mm. He he likes to get to be able to do that. And then the other element there, I think, is a little bit of back padding. You know, we actually execute our game plan. There's a little bit of you guys don't see it, but we did it. We slowed them down. You didn't see that?
2: Yeah. What you people don't understand, what you, don't what you people don't seem to realize is, yeah, I get some of that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I a- hate that so much. You want to make me mad? Do that to me.
0: That's a <laughs> like, big... You know, that-
1: Sports like defensiveness thing for coaches, GMs, whatever. Once their team starts to get on their heels and mm-hmm. in the media on their heels, they start to go, who are you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, who are you to weigh in on what happened there? What have you done? You, <laughs> you know.
2: know what the best one was mm-hmm. with Babcock when with the lines when people were like, "Hey, why don't you play Matthews more?" He's like, "What would you do?" Remember he started challenging guys. Yeah. <laughs> he was at this free game. He be like. All right, coach, tell me what you do. <laughs> <laughs> start firing guys up. And then they would start talking, be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he just gave the least amount of crap ever. I yeah. love No, that. you just get annoyed.
0: Yeah, that was Like I'm annoyed at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real Was that torts? Yeah, no. No. Oh, uh, Ron yes. Wilson. Ron oh Wilson. yeah. 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 <laughs> that's so funny. I knew i annoyed at you. <laughs> I knew that voice. It just didn't quite yeah. click in. But I'm like, I've heard that voice so much in my life. Whose voice is that? And it yeah. was Ronnie Wilson. It was a PTSD for you? That yes, it, it yeah. really was. That yeah. yeah. era
3: of hockey. Don't, Don't you guys That's know? questioning my integrity as a coach in this
2: league. Oh, yeah. oh, he was man. too much.
0: No more of that. No, you know,
2: here's, here's what you would know about him. Is when he's mad at you, it sucks. You know, when, if Ron yeah. Wilson's get Like that tone, that voice, is the... It, if he calls you into the office, you're like, oh, man. This sucks. Anything but this today. Don't cry.
3: <laughs> well, there is, there is a, like, an element. Cry. Yeah. 550-some wins, and you're telling me that I'm not trying to win. Yes. Oh. It actually hurts my – He's yeah. the
0: Jack Hugh of, Hughes of coaches. Yeah, I do not know where you what? pulled these out from today. Yeah, these are yeah, I know.
2: great. This is, yes, this is a lot. This is, there's a lot of things getting triggered up. <laughs> don't you guys hate that, though, when somebody does that? Well, actually – or oh, yeah. you don't really understand. You're like, ugh. That's why if Twitter does go down today – I think we're free from a lot of the shackles of the well, actually, guys. Twitter. Yeah. So that we're, doing, I'm, okay. Listen, guys,
1: I'm going to be devastated if Twitter's gone. Like, it is going to make me worse at my addicted. job. Well, yes, a hundred
2: percent. How it, are you going to be worse at your job? Because because
1: often I read things on there and I go, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." I'm and then I go look oh. something up and as a response to it, and then I end up writing an article, an mm. article that says, "You know, well, actually, it's good to be physical at the net front, for mm. example, rather than people going." Well, actually, Sandine and Lilligren are great at breaking the puck out. And I go, ah.
2: I'll do the video. See, I like that for you. That's actually practical. For me, there's nothing good. It's just pain. Well, I trade in opinions. Yeah. And I mostly like, I grew up, Sam and I have a kindred, we're very kindred spirits in this, is that we just thought sports was fun and you'd shoot it with your. Buddies. Yeah, Bad And news. that you'd be like, hey, this is kind of fun, and there's no stakes to this. And then all of a sudden, one day, Twitter was like, well, actually.
0: That, <laughs> that's actually my case for getting, it being good. Like, I'm very afraid of it being gone, too. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not afraid of it being gone because we're all addicts. Like, maybe less Bunk. And, although um, he says he doesn't ch- check his mentions, but I know he does.
2: Dude, I, I, you know what I do, though? I, If I tweet something, I almost immediately bang the, the mute, mute response. So, but if it's a, if it's a controversial one, if it's something like everybody does the thing, what I hate is you know you have to try to promote stuff on there, but nobody wants to click anything on Twitter anymore because there's a billion things being promoted on there. So but, I,
0: I, you know I click on stuff, but I think the hockey watching experience yeah will be much more sort of in person as as it. As opposed to just being chronically. I'll pay more on attention. Player. There are nah.
1: sometimes like you know you've been driving your car for four blocks and you're like, have I been looking at the radio, tuning yes. the dial, and by that I mean my phone for you know <laughs> whatever. I think it's the same thing with the hockey game where I'm like, God, I just missed minute thirteen to eight because I was arguing with someone on Twitter.
0: Don't you? Yeah, I actually feel like I would watch the game way more closely than, I, than Twitter. I am never on Twitter during the games. I don't know how people do it. I, I no, make I'm a not. real
2: effort to I not. I tweet be. and drop, bro. You know that. I'm not a refresher. I'll take a little scan every once in a while. You know, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, what are people saying about this? I, everyone does a little dabble, a little scan. Here's the thing, though there's no going away with Twitter. I'm, I'm repeating myself from my show earlier now, but it's, it's like no
1: one listens to that.
2: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> 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 Subscribe to the J.D. Buck's podcast. You should. It's very yeah, good. It's an it's excellent show. It's really good. Leave five stars. Do all those things. No, but for real, if Twitter was gone, we would all find another place to do exactly this anyway. I just am what...
1: not confident that's true. There's oh, yeah. never been a history of, like, a social media platform dissolving, whether it's, whatever, Tumblr, or Dig, or whatever, and everyone doing the same thing. It's always...
2: But this is different. But this is different. <laughs> right. But this is different. This is an actual thing where we need to have, like, how are we going to... I had Frank Cerevelli on today, right? We were doing Leaf's trade ideas. He wrote a column and we were shooting it about some of these, like, why, whether it should be defenseman forward, you know, some pretty standard classic stuff, except for he actually had some names in mind. Um, Like, where would we get breaking news now? Like, what do we do on trade deadline Yeah, there's got to be a place. I know,
1: there's a place.
2: No. Yeah. You're right. There's going to
1: be whether it's Mastodon or whether it's Post or whether it's. Whatever I'm you're right. I'm not doing
2: Mastodon That's too weird. <laughs> I'm not it doing it, that. Yeah, well, no. I wasn't doing tweets Mastodon. either. Me? Oh, I wasn't like tweets sound cool. Dude, I gotta have to get a TikTok. I <laughs> <We're> just-
1: <laughs> I'm a savage. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like everybody's gonna be I.
1: That will be the end of our relationship. If you, if I ever see you do one dance to a music thingy.
2: Yeah. Anyway. I could um, get there. Yeah. I, I just, Twitter's not going anywhere. I think that this is- I agree is, that it's, it's, it's not-
0: performative what people are doing right now. Like, a goodbye, Twitter, Elon. I boys. think it's going to change. There are some yeah. bad ones flying around out there with people yeah. being like, "If this is my last one. I know. Oh, please. So <laughs> all
2: my friends I've made on social media, it's like, well, you should go see them in real life for one time. I
1: think there's a lot of people like me who are like, oh, this is a chance to move people to my Instagram account. I can get some followers there. If this thing dies, follow me at.
2: Yeah, yeah, follow me on my Instagram, at jdbunkers, yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> Don't you think, though have you ever met people that you're, like, friends with on Twitter and then you meet them in real life and there's freaks? <laughs> no, I've made a lot of genuine friends <laughs> off
1: there. <laughs> I haven't had to go that way. That <laughs> I mean,
2: happened where you meet someone and it's just like, you're like, this is not the one. This was very different. This we,
0: this should have stayed online.
2: <laughs> Speaking of staying online, we should bring this back to hockey. <laughs> yeah, like, Sammy, you got freaks in mind? You think about freak?
0: I don't think I've met any of my Twitter fans. All right, yeah, all right, cool. I've Honestly. Been, I've
2: met
1: a ton. The, uh, the one thing is, like ideas. Don't you think it's a good, like, ideas mining farm for what Dude, we do for content creation?
2: But again, sometimes it just will make me, <laughs> maybe I'm just too mad in general. Like we were talking about yeah. earlier when someone says, Well, actually, to me, I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> Until you imply I imply don't know everything. <laughs> Shut down. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Maybe so. I don't think it was. I think there was a point where Twitter was good for me, and we've passed that point. Yeah, no, I, no. I
1: don't know if I got. Yeah, my mentions used to be fun. They're not yeah. anymore.
2: Now I just like memes.
1: Yeah, memes are good. So does Elon. Yeah, big meme guy. Spent yeah, forty-four billion on memes. Um, so back to the hockey match, Keith. Uh, we did the clip on him slowing teams down. His basically uh, taking credit for the structure. Yeah, You got his back up a little bit about. I don't say he got his back up, but about who he started in overtime. Sammy, you had some contention with the uh, who he went with in OT. I did.
0: Yeah, I just I mean, don't. Don't you guys agree? Like, it's now they have so much talent on their team, and they are horrible in three on three. Why is that? it's the wrong guys are starting. Why didn't Willie start in that overtime? He, we play the clip if you want here, but yeah. he, he alluded to it. But anyways, we'll
3: go for it. Bit of a feel thing. Uh, wanted to give John a chance. He didn't get a chance to get out on the ice um, in our most recent overtime. Um, Austin and Will in particular had, had played a lot down the, down the stretch the end of the game, obviously. I thought we were doing a pretty good job there in overtime, to be honest. We lost the faceoff, which just doesn't help and you don't get the puck. But I thought we defended well. They didn't... Um, Way I remember it, they didn't even get a shot or anything like that. We get the puck back and give it right back to them. That's can't happen.
2: This is the same theme. The same. That sounds reasonable to me, though. Honestly, like they were really chasing the game. Right,
1: but it's the same thing that actually, even though they had the puck, and everyone probably thinks they did better than us, they didn't even get anything. Like
2: he's. Well, I was going to say, did the Leafs do anything offensively? He was like, I thought we were playing pretty well in overtime. They they had the puck for four
1: seconds, and it was Tavares before he turned it over. (laughs) Wasn't
2: it just the game? It was like. Puck has dropped, and now it's over because it went into your net.
1: There was like 30 seconds of the New Jersey swirl, yeah. which is a, a 1990s band, I think. But, uh, yeah, no, they – and then eventually Tavares gave it to him, and that was it. Willie should have been on the ice and OT, fine. But I think if you're Keith, you're like, yeah. they're all getting out there anyway. We got four good players. They can't go on at the same
2: time. Yeah, he's gone, has gone, right? go. it, it seems like – This seems com- like a tough nitpick it, by it, you. This the common this, this is, is no, – no, it's not. You're, you're a well-actually guy right they've now. They've
0: wasted – they've wasted how many – they wasted how many points down overtime, no, starting the wrong
2: guys. That so, but what do you want them to do? Because the start
0: the best players on the ice. Yeah, Willie but- was the best player for the least by far. You start him in overtime. But- sure, he played a little bit down the stretch. Willie takes minute and a half shifts all the time. The guy can do it. <laughs> yeah. You put him on the ice like it's. It, oh, you want to make sure Tavares gets a chance in overtime? What are we talking about here? But don't put he the said- best guy in the game in the most important time when it's about skating against a fast team. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like and. Obviously, Marner and 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 Riley can't do it together because now they get scored on every single time. They're
2: one eight. They're one and eight. I think. Yeah, yeah. Was they, a, heading a into trio. last night.
0: But it wasn't Matthews that they started with last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went uh, Tavares, Marner, Riley, and Mar uh, Marner, Riley, and Matthews have scored had goal, eight goals scored on them, and they've scored once as a trio in overtime. My, my overtime take is that teams and
1: the Leafs look this way to me seem too insistent on the idea that it's going to be like the NBA where you're going to get your turn so you just like back up and retreat and like collapse in and let the other team do their thing there's like zero aggressiveness to go at a guy I just can't believe how slow the defenses will let the opposition just kind of have the puck like I I still think you can play with tempo and go try to get it back sometimes
2: You know what's weird for me with it is I just view so much of the regular season now as a test for the playoffs, right? Well, yeah, that's
1: this year. I wrote about that today,
2: by the way. So last night, the big story for me, Leafs-wise, was, hey, actually, this is kind of a positive because Matt Murray played really well in a game that is replicable in a playoff series where one team has it more than you that's really good really talented mm-hmm. they outplay you for essentially 60 minutes right Leafs started you mentioned it the first 5 minutes i went oh my god they're going to beat the breaks off the devils yeah. and their frauds and the leafs are good and then the rest of the game was like oh my god the devils are legit 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 yeah. matt murray bailed them out with a ton of saves throughout the entire game and then the leafs got a bounce yeah. and i went that's the playoff formula mm-hmm. that's what you need goalie makes 30 saves he outplays the other guy yeah. you were in it once you get to overtime my brain kind of just goes into like, who cares? This, but this is, is what the Leafs do. I know. I know but but these, these
0: are points. But, but so it's the no, difference. Between, right. It's a difference between playing Boston and playing Tampa in the first round is sure two or three points. Hey,
2: great. When, when the Leafs get there, when the Leafs get to that point at the end of the season, and I can be reflective about it and go, oh crap, you kind of forget that that extra point mattered. Just to me, the goalie got them a point last night. Mm-hmm. So the, the the extra one was like they never deserved two. They didn't deserve one. They got the one. Yeah, Positive you'd spin. L- you'd
1: love to have a game. I can't remember the last time I, we I'm, came in here and the Leafs deserved zero and got two. Because yeah. you could say last night they deserved zero. That's I'd be fine with that take. But yeah. I can't remember the last time they just got away with one cold. You know, it just doesn't seem to happen I think for Last
0: them. night was as close. Yeah, because their goaltending has been pretty what's, bad for what's quite crazy? a long stretch. You're right. But what's That's crazy last night
1: is watching Murray is he made I don't know what it was, thirty some saves. He was an
0: athlete last night. He, awesome last night.
1: But, he, okay, but is there not still moments? So, to me, and Sam, you and know, I mentioned it briefly on the post game show, but, you know, there's a shot in the first period where he's so wide that his glove's so low that it's like a one-hopper as a shortstop, like he got caught off the front of the, uh, the lip of the infield. Like, he just kind of gets jammed a lot, and that happened on the first goal where, sure, clean shot, you don't expect him to have it, but he's falling forward instead of sitting back. And I remember Piero Greco being with the Marlies. He's the Islanders uh, goalie coach now, talking to the goalies about – not falling forward, not being on top of your skates, but or sorry, being on top of your skates, not on your toes. I feel like Murray is a lot like that.
2: I think that's fair. I also think that we right now, you got to remember the lens that we're looking through this through, which is, oh my God, the hurt guy who always get hurt did it again, and mm-hmm. now he's back, and he better not blow it. He be- this guy better not blow it, and so everybody's watching it. Kind of, if I think we're being truthful. A lot of people are looking at this to fail. Yeah. Because if this fails, it's the more compelling story. It's like, oh, Kyle Dubas can't get cold. Right. And
1: most people will be right, too. And yeah. it's, you're right. So, And it's also like the sooner it happens, the sooner yeah, so they can t- move
2: on. That's if Twitter goes away. Then how will we know who's right? Wow. That's exactly it. Wow. Where's the record? Well, then you just go you to just the get to argue about it in go to the
0: media and say, well, <laughs> yeah. actually, no, we, get, we yeah. know more than you. No, you just get to go back to the old thing where you sit by a bar and argue about who was right.
2: Yeah, oh, there's no, there's no
0: receipts. I actually hated that. You just have this circular hour-long
1: arg-
2: argument. It's like, as you get God more for and Google. more drunk, you're kind of like, and yeah, I don't know if I
0: said this before. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I said, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're just waiting for your turn to so talk. So I, I do like that take about stealing a game and feeling like a, like a playoff thing, which is, that's a good, that's a great point. Yeah, but the but OT now, stuff
2: is legit, too. But it's like now they've, they've lost, OT for they've lost team four points really
0: They've lost four points in overtime so far. They've lost four games, right? 18 one, one. games, four OT losses. Yeah. You
1: let, do you want to do Keefe on, on Murray? Yeah, right it's a, it's, me, it's a quick clip. We don't really need to play. Even the All games right, sure. that
2: they went to overtime, like, those feel right. Two of them were on the West Coast, right? Sharks and Ducks were OT? Mm-hmm. And they lost both those. Yeah. Yes, sir. Carlson.
0: Carlson. And then that one. Which one am I missing? Uh They lost last night and then Vegas. Yeah. So there's four. All
2: oh, right, Vegas. Yep. Again, another one where I I feel like they only deserve the one point. I don't know. There just there hasn't been one for me this season.
0: But the with, point is, yeah, you deserve and what you actually get. Hundred percent. They have the talent to get more than they deserve. And They should. And the team
2: is like, kind of constructed to be, hey, they're going to kill it on the power play, and they're going to kill it in skills competitions. If you get them to overtime, they should be better. The the eight and one, the op, the opponents against Marner, Matthews, and Riley when they're on the ice that. is. That's one of the weirdest stats I've ever We're past seen.
1: noise on that to me. That's enough of a sample where you're like, okay, they should win more than once in nine tries. Like those yeah. guys with all that talent. What is it that's happening in the way that they play? I think they need a defender who will stay back and defend. But
2: how are you supposed to know? Like, because I would imagine that we say that we go. There's I agree a defender they had to that- try.
1: They, they should have run yeah. with these guys over and over. But we're, it's a lot of games now.
2: No, but even to me, there's just so many weird variables in three on three. Yeah. That even that nine game sample to me is nothing. You need more than that. Well, I'm just like if we went through those and went, okay, why did they lose these games? And we watched all nine just of those. Sign games, me a, an article. Good, Great. See, there you go. See, yeah. you don't need Twitter. You got me, bro. <laughs> God, yeah. you don't need Twitter, I got you. <laughs> so if we went through those nine games, I bet you maybe a couple of them we go, okay, this was bad, and then there'd probably be like four or five random. we go, this yeah. is so random. And so it's like the noise of what was actually trying and care yeah. was is probably like two or three games. Yeah. So I do, I do think that that stuff's mostly still noise. Like I said, I just I never get. You guys are right; those points matter, and they care, and I can totally understand the reason why you should care about yeah. them. What I'm saying is, when I'm evaluating the games and I'm thinking about this stuff afterwards, OT just never clicks in for me unless it's trying to ask somebody well, smarter. We like because man.
0: you'll never see it in playoffs, but, and you yeah, always exactly. extrapolate just out. like there's nothing. But when we're to doing the post game it. show, it's literally the first thing in my mind yeah. coming off of it. And you then guys you guys did, Leafs yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about it last night. It's just, I I say I went. Packers game, yeah. I, I did that as soon as I sat down and watched yeah. old baby boy <laughs> I Aaron Rodgers. Just I had oh, like
2: one second sweet. beyond, it was like the game was like over. It was like ah, <laughs> Packers, Oh, Rodgers, oh, showing up his teammates is. again. Wow, what a shocker!
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, who's your ideal three if you're going? Is I, the problem is it's probably still Matthews, Marty, and Riley. That's like, what I would say. That's that's why keep keeps doing it, Here's, even in the face.
2: Actually, that's not true. I would say I'd rather have Nylander no than. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have Neilander. I want a guy. I, I want a guy who can score, or, or maybe
1: just go all, all out and put all three of them out there. Here's the thing. Okay, so I like that Kip, too. A three forwards, Kip, Kipby's, the Marner D. Kippy's not here to yell at me for this one. So
0: oh, oh, oh yeah. a sneaking <laughs> one in. Oh, let's <laughs> talk <laughs> trash, Kipper. He, he just sent a. He just sent a, a message. <laughs> have right. a great show, boys. With it. a cigar he's at the Quail Hollow. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is best. one is his life.
2: trash.
1: you guys hated most about working with. <laughs> no, truly, though, I, I do think that Mitch Marner is one of the most unbelievable offensive players in the league. Best right winger voted by many people two years in a row. He, he is a, a unique player in that he's tailor-made for certain things. He's unbelievable five on five. Remember he won 100 games on the power play without scoring a goal? a hundred games on one of the best power play units without scoring a goal. That's a lot of games this year. They've played Many. 18 games, <laughs> That's a fear. 18 That's games. A he's size. on PP one. They play a minute and a half per game. He's got zero goals again. So not tailor-made. I think he had, I don't know, 30 some assists over that time. Not tailor-made for that. I also wonder about overtime. You know, how do you end up with a one and eight record with one of the best players? You know, unless he's, he, he just, he's not lightning fast. He's not. I don't know what it is, but, like, something about his game is, like, best for in traffic and out waiting and seeing
0: through seams. Once it gets simplified like that, I don't know. I have a hard time, like, I'll hear the Marner power play argument, but Marner in three-on-three, that should legitimately be the ideal scenario for him because he's good defensively he comes back, steals pucks and goes in transition. That's like the number one people thing. People say should that be.
1: like, Oh, the Sedins would be perfect in today's game where it's less physical and they weren't physical. No, they were great in the era where everyone was running around looking for physical play. They were meant to play in that type of hockey. The same way that Marner is special in five on five. Cause he doesn't get hit and he can see through more people and more chaos. It gets easier for people like, Oh, I'm Andre, uh, Andreas Athanasiu. I'm just fast but there's room and now I can be just fast. He's best in the chaos to me.
0: I like that. That's interesting, yeah.
2: I like that take. I I will tell you this. To me, this is where you not having any depth scoring just kills you. It's not like Marner would ever really come off of, but like the team structure also hurts you. It It's hard to envision a scenario where they would ever take Marner off a of power play one. Yeah. But I if, don't
1: think they could do it cuz you've seen how it goes when there's you know what I mean?
2: Publicly. No. It does, there's no some options. pushback. Oh, publicly it would be tough. Two, Kipper would be on here, you know, pacing the fellas.
0: <laughs> and there's no options. Yeah. But that's
2: it. What are you going to do? Kelly Yarncroft? Yeah. Like, he's coming out there. He's going to play power play one. Like, who? who's coming in?
1: That has been a long-running issue with this team yes. is, like, for years it's been when Nylander was struggling, it was like, make him sit and watch a game, and it was like...
2: For who? Yeah.
1: How do you make the team better tonight by having Willie out? And there's never been a guy.
2: Man, did you guys? It's and by the, same the way, he Sand- doesn't deserve that anymore.
1: Same with He's Sandin. The best, yeah. the most right consistent now. forward, I would say, has been Nylander.
2: Yes. Maybe Tavares. Yeah, Tavares still yeah. for me. But did you guys hear when Leafs got that power play at like the 12-minute mark in the third and Craig Simpson went, they, they got to get one here. This
0: is like a must score, he said. But
2: guess what? Because Craig Simpson's done more broadcast than any other person in Canada. On sport, which is nuts. Is that true? Yeah. Live broadcast. He's the man. He's the number one dude. Um, He should be. He's super good. Super, super good. But he said it and everybody felt it. If you watch the Leafs, you felt the same thing. You went, yeah, how many more shifts? So these guys are going to go on the power play. They're going to play essentially the full two minutes. Mm -hmm. There's going to be 10 minutes left. So now they're not getting back out till 7.30. Yep. And then they're each going to have a couple of shifts, five on five, which they've been able to do zilch at. Which we're going to talk about in one moment. Yeah. So he knew it. He nailed it. He went, they got to do it right now. And they didn't. And if it wasn't for the gift... Bounce from the gods. I still don't even like. I watched it a couple. See,
1: Thaler had his heel out, and then he flipped toe at the last second and it yeah. went tink and just redirected and hit the.
2: Yeah, because I, like I watched it a couple of times, and I was like, ah, I still don't get it. Whatever, I'm
1: not <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it was, it a was a weird way to shot on like, earth. Yeah, yeah, I was
2: like, I'm not really this invested. in it. Well, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Again, Willie didn't
1: I, even celebrate it. He was like, that hit nine things on the way in.
2: Yeah, my yeah. favorite was actually was people. I got some texts from people being like, Neilander. I was like, Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Willie knew it yeah. wasn't his. Yeah, hey, he deserved right. one
2: that game. But. Sure, that's fine, but the the depth remains an issue. Issue, right? There's a yeah. reason as much as I'm enjoying the Dennis Mulligan experience more than I ever thought I would and that's... I can't believe you're saying that, but yeah I don't disagree. Well, it's also faded a little bit the last couple of games, right? Yeah. I,
0: mean, I thought he popped again last night. Noticeable. Yeah, yeah
2: notice but but here's the thing. Mm. How many goals does he have?
0: I don't know. Is two? It two?
2: Yeah. Three maybe? Uh, I, I'm just saying, like, how many points does this fella have? I'm checking right now.
0: Yeah. I'd say it's like seven tops. Okay. That All, seems high.
2: My only point is, I'm not trying really to take high. away from him because yeah, you're right. It's four.
0: Yeah, yeah, two and two. Yeah, I was gonna say seven. But... <laughs> <laughs> where, where, what have you been? Oh, it's only three points off. It's fine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Move along, move yeah. along. No, yes. no, comments or questions <laughs> at this time. Move
2: along. <laughs> that was, dude. there's Malgin's agent back there. He's trying to get him a <laughs> yeah. next his next contract. So he pops. There's no doubt about it. He's looking good. But also, isn't it a little bit of oh right? It's because there's Yarn Crocs back here and yeah. Engval doing his like classic. I will get the zone entry but i will not be putting a body on anyone and i will be looking backwards going is that good like he's yeah. literally like have i done enough yet to come home <laughs> like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like the bad yeah, remi- you know they- he
1: reminds me of uh, it's actually my son at dinner when he's like how many more, more bites do i have to eat to get dessert <laughs> yeah it's like four okay. he'll ball. eat four like, bites uh, that's-
2: all right i got a <laughs> back check and shoot it out of the zone and then i can get to play again next shift okay I'm just saying they don't have another guy that, that – right now, Alex Kerfoot's on power play
0: too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. So let's talk about well, the five-on-five
0: five aspect. I don't want to – I should have counted this up before the show, but how many goals even do they have from their bottom six? Like, Camp is the only guy that I feel like has more Camp than – is
2: the best player on the team.
0: He's got three. <laughs> 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 that guy. But when's the last like time Kerfoot, Kerfoot scored? No. I'm just looking it up. Kerfoot, the last scored, was uh, in last October year. 20th. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. yes, he's making three and a half million. Win you Engvall know what happened? He that? had
1: way too many chances after October twentieth, like right after, and it just ruined him. Like slump
0: starters all over the place. Penalty shot, and, breakaways. Angvo has one goal this year when it landed on a stick with uh-huh. a wide open net. Like yeah. they get no scoring from the. Yarn- and of that's pitch. why in Yarn- this has
2: that yeah, but his was that nice shot mm-hmm. where it was like a wide open look, and he buried it. He got a backdoor feed where it was a wide open cage. Shorty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but with but uh, yeah.
1: this is why right now on Twitter, our boy, one of the greatest uh, Leafs Twitter names while we're on Leafs Twitter, the Oak Leafs shout out to Active Stick. Also very good. There's lots of great names out there, but the Oak Leafs had Bro, a tweet. You're just
2: Mr. Twitter. I can tell why you cannot have it go away. <laughs> I got
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he, he had a tweet that basically said like at five on five, the Leafs have only scored more than three goals. I think it's twice this season. You know, like they, Mm. they don't score. So there's, he was, his point was that with the salary cap space, are you better off to get scoring than to, or or to go get a defenseman?
2: I did this today.
1: Yeah. And and it's a very valid question is that this team defensively is quite good. I, you know, they're a top 10 team in goals against, Mm -hmm. they don't give up much at all. Should they go get D with the muzzin money or should they get scoring help?
2: So I think that the natural, the natural inclination of people when Muzzin went down was to go, well, now they have a hole in the blue line and they need the next Muzzin. I just think like getting the next Muzzin is damn near impossible. Think about what they had to give up to get Muzzin in the first place. And he only had what, one year left on his contract. And they basically like helped build the Kings. I think they gave the Kings Grundstrom, they get, there was Dursey. two separate trades that I get
0: mixed up. I know.
2: That's why it's hard. But yeah. it was
0: Trevor Moore, was, and a third was for Jack, was Campbell, Jack Campbell and, and Clifford. Clifford. And yeah. the other one was Dursey, Dursey Runstrom, and a first. And
2: a first. Yeah. Right. So they, that's a that's a pretty heavy package. If, you, if you're going yeah. to move on a defenseman like I think that, you can
1: make the case that you got your money's worth from Muzzin.
2: Yeah. I, I think that the trade was fine. I think that if you look back at the contract, even, it wasn't so bad. My real issue with the Muzzin thing um, and I've talked about this before, is they should have at least explored the trade this offseason. They should have known, mm-hmm. hey, given our salary cap situation and the risk that we're taking on here, we had to at least ask this guy, would he move his no move clause? And the yeah. sense that I've gotten back from some people has been it's still kind of the babysitter thing where they went, yeah, but this guy's so important in the room. I also he's- think
1: he's a fairly sensitive guy. You know, like yeah. I think he would have not taken well to that relationship change. Yeah, but, of not welcome here
2: anymore. This is so weird to me that it's always like a business when a player wants more money. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm sensitive to you asking me to move my no-movement clause. Like, now it's not a business. Like, uh, no. no.
1: but it's a, a human thing. You know, sure. like an employee, like, if they came to you here and were like, hey, we'd like to give you a X X amount to leave, you know, you'd... Maybe you think about it. I don't know.
2: <laughs> don't put me on the spot, bro. is yeah. this like so loud his eyes see. lit up. He's like, how much you talk? <laughs> I can see. I was like, yeah, what are we talking about? Like, enough, to buy
0: a, enough to buy a hut in the woods so I never <laughs> have to watch the Leafs again? Yeah. yeah maybe.
2: No.
1: I, so, uh, But uh, the, the, the greater point about all this is that they are struggling to score, and part of that is Austin Matthews, right? Austin Matthews, uh, unbelievable lack of five-on-five scoring. This is a guy who, you know, going back to – I don't know how many years now. He's been the best five-on-five scorer in the league since 2016, something like that, by miles. Miles. Mm -hmm. It's like Matthews, and then second, like 40 goals back is McDavid, Novechkin, and those lowly guys. He has two five-on-five goals in 18 games. David Kampf has three. So what the hell on Matthews, and do they need support?
2: So I was talking to James Murrell the other day, and he said if he had his career regular shooting percentage he'd be on pace for 60 goals.
1: Ah, oh, get out of here with this shooting percentage
2: stuff. I know, but it is hard to hear that stat
0: and go, Mah. is he shooting 3% he, right yeah, now? Yeah, he
2: is. And
0: yeah. some
1: of it is certainly luck. Yeah. Some of it. You've watched the games. Does he look it. like the same guy? No,
2: he's not. And and this is, this is what's so strange about it all. Like, he's getting enough points on the power play that I think it's been a little washed over. Mm-hmm. But that... There's a large enough, intelligent enough hockey community that now really does covet five-on-five. Five yeah. And goes, well, wait a second here. You know, he doesn't have just... He's got the two five-on-five five goals. He's got three primary assists. That's like it. Like, yeah. five points. 18 we're, games. Yeah, we're over 20%. Heart trophy winner. Yeah, man. So, and like, that's why, you know... That's like at McDavid least that's right, in one night. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> McDavid David. one three. night. He's yeah. like, yeah, I got that tonight. And yeah. Matthews is like, I got that all year. He yeah. around. People are like, people were saying you're better than me, huh? like... Mm. <laughs>
1: I think he texts him once in a while. He's yeah.
2: like, you're going to send me half that heart Dude, at the very least. It's It's got to be like for McDavid uh, in Arrested Development where he starts dating that girl. And uh, <laughs> is it her? <laughs> her?
1: It's a great show, by the way. It's the best. Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I can't. This is all I'll say is that it's confounding to me because I do think that there's obviously some confirmation bias in it because I feel it myself. When Matthews kind of has a shift that I don't deem to be, like, engaged, right. then I'm firing texts over to Sam and you, yeah. you know, going, he's got his heart in L.A. Yeah. He's done. And then I'm going, is he hurt? Like, is he just I, – I wonder if for him, out of all the guys, he feels a certain degree of the fatigue the most, where he's yeah. just night in, night out for him to get up for this in the regular season is – like, is it possible that after all – like, the same fatigue that we feel with his statistics – He he's just having a little bit of a stretch where he feels the same. So I'll just tell you my personal
1: experience, which is nothing near Austin Matthews. I'll just tell you my personal experience. So in university, I was an up and coming rookie, like uh, going through the junior ranks. I grinded every summer to climb. I was a late bloomer, never drafted, made a junior B team, worked hard, made a junior A team and played a little bit. The next year I became a top line guy. Like I worked every summer, made it to my freshman year and got into the lineup. The next year, my second year as a sophomore, a top line guy, led the team in goals. And I was like, for two years, they can't trade me, cut me, waive me. I'm in university. I'm a top line guy. I can finally exhale on this grind. Like I got my numbers. I'm not leaving here for a while. I just like felt for a moment like I personally had done that I could take a second. And I'm not saying, you know, this is Matthew's experience, but I do see something of like, okay, he has been trying to prove he's the best player in the world and working Connor his bag McDavid, off in Connor David and working his bag off this whole way. And he gets to 60, he wins the Hart Trophy, he wins the Ted Lindsay, he goes into his summer. Yes, the team had a frustrating off-season, but there are no more questions about whether he validated being a first overall pick or who he is or whatever. I do wonder if he went through something where he's just like, I don't have to go out and put up these huge numbers and grind for every point to get to whatever anymore. It's about the playoffs. It's about team winning. I'll be great when we get there. I just wonder if he entered this year with less urgency and desperation on a personal level.
2: Yeah, that's. but I think that's a fair theory. Human yeah, element I, To be honest, I actually think that's like the most forgiving theory that you could have.
1: As opposed to you just like partied all summer?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because the other theories are well, the most, the most forgiving is the one that we did, which is, oh, it's just simply shooting percentages, and yeah. this is bad luck, which I think for him is the worst thing that you could communicate his way, because that gives me flashbacks to Montreal, where him and Marner oh. are like, we were, were trying. The they weren't, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not on the I mean, trying. I mean, getting yeah. the looks. They weren't getting looks. Of course they weren't. No, Dano put them in their, his pocket and was like, go yeah. home. Yeah. I'm done with you now. <laughs> Out of the pocket. Um, I think if we were doing Scram, like the way of power ranking these, like forgiving elements of Matthews, one would be the shooting percentages is simply it. Two would be that he's having a bit of a tough time getting into the season feeling the same way when he gave everything last year, when he laid it all on the table, mm-hmm. went heart, went seven games with Tampa, showed up this year, now in his seventh season, and just went, oof, okay, like, I, I, I didn't show up to training camp the same way engaged. There was a lot of that this year. Like, look how they just started the season. I think that the whole team got hit with that a little bit. Yeah. I think that you're seeing that throughout the entire group. They know that they're going to be... Like, they can't have the Amazon crew following them around for the entire season and feeling, like, the weight and the pressure of yeah. all of this all the time. Media is on them the entire time. Their fans are booing them in, like, their first home game this year. Yeah. There's got to be a little bit of them going, we need to find a way to manage getting to the finish line. And Matthews is their best guy as someone who... It, I think the issue with him and why people, why he maybe catches a bit of extra fire is that all of us think, hey, Matthews definitely is a, I'm very cool guy. Yeah. Like he's a cool guy. And so when you see that and it's working, you mm-hmm. go, man, this guy's the best because nothing gets to him. And that's yeah. why he can always perform. But when they're not going, you look at him and go, this guy doesn't care.
1: It's the Nylander thing too. Yeah. Right? And that's, and that's yeah, when he's gone, he's me. gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> No,
2: and so that's fair. Ultimately, if you were just betting, like, did he suddenly become much worse? Mm-hmm. I would say no. No. Uh, is he going to finish the season probably with lower numbers than a bunch of years past? I think that's getting to be pretty clear when it comes to five-on-five five scoring just because of the sample yeah. that they've blown through here. But there's, there's enough here to me anyways that more columns, write down more columns for your Oh, thing. yeah? What do you got? Well, is, you know, watching him and breaking down kind of shift by shift what's happening versus yeah. years past? Like, is he getting to those same areas? Because I would say that it, your sports logic is saying no.
0: Yeah. You well, know, was, remember we had those conversations last year about how he was getting to the front of the net all yeah. the time, and that's how he was scoring so many goals. He was we're like, yeah, he oh, wow. He tipped he's, a bunch of pucks we're like, in. Oh, he's not as one-dimensional. He's not shooting the puck from the same spot and scoring. He's yeah. getting to the front of the net. He's digging pucks out. he deflected, out. like, 15 and, pucks in last year or something. And that hasn't been the same this year. You right? know what the yeah. one
2: is for me that really seems to be missing? The, always, like the last couple of years with Matthews, it was always, man, him in on the forecheck, he was going to rip a puck away from somebody, and mm-hmm. you went like, oh, my God, Matthews is on you.
1: You had the league in forecheck ke- four chances last yeah. year by Spore Do you guys
2: remember like uh, the other night against the Penguins, Sam, where someone threw a grenade over into the corner, and then Sid was just on, I think it was like Sandine or Hall's back, and you're like, oh, my God, that's got to be the worst feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, now Sidney Crosby's bearing down on you. But it's like, no, the worst feeling is supposed to be Austin Matthews actually doing that to you. Not because he's going to hit you, because the puck will end up with him. Yeah, and then yeah when the magnet. And then when it's with him, good luck getting it back because he's a monster and yeah. he's going to also rip it at the net. I I just feel like those, I feel, uh, I know that's the analysis here, but it it really Fine. has not been the same this season mm-hmm. when it comes to him going in, him ripping the puck off of someone and him taking it to the net.
1: The one analogy I can't shake, or not an analogy, but just comparison, is when Tampa Bay finished first in scoring back-to-back years, the year before they won the Cup. The second year, they finished first. Columbus sweeps them. They go into the offseason. Like, all that matters is playoffs. Doesn't even matter. Because they, they had won the President's Trophy. I think they had 126 points, and then they got swept. So they go into the next season, and they were dogs. They were like a 500 hockey team till December. And I remember writing about this, how this the, the team was trying to shift the way they play. And Stamkos were saying, we just need to commit to it on both sides of the puck and yada, yada. And eventually they do. They come around, they start playing better, they get in playoffs. I think the year they won the cup, the first time they got in as a six seed or whatever the heck they were in the in the conference. And they end up winning the cup because they had prioritized the, the postseason. They had prioritized a 200-foot game. And part of me looks at this Leafs team and, and thinks, I understand they weren't the best team in the league in scoring last year, but they were pretty close. I wonder if this year this focus on only playoffs matters, 200-foot game matters, if there isn't some comparable element yeah, that maybe the team it's good. is just
2: maybe this is good. I, I, working
1: like, their way through what the new Leafs are going to play like. dude. They're good defensively.
2: They're, they're good defensively. This, Despite a decor that's like, eh. what What I think is actually kind of funny is that people who just genuinely want to kind of hate on the team all the time they always point to, like, well, you can't win this way in the playoffs. But it actually used to be that they couldn't win this way in the playoffs because they played the exact opposite way of right. what they're doing now. Well, why can they win? <laughs> right. And now yeah. they're not stacking up enough regular season points and people care about the playoffs, but they're clearly going to make it. I'm like, well, I don't understand what the, the line is mm-hmm. here of what people want. What you definitely want to see is a more engaged Austin Matthews, a guy who's scoring five on five, because they have had problems also generating that come postseason time. Yeah. So, to me they kind of haven't earned the right as a group with no playoff wins to kind of have these like dogged stretches where Good you point, go like, yeah. oh, this yeah, sucks. Yeah, Tampa this Bay had
1: a- at least like been to the finals yeah. at one point. And that, yeah.
2: that being said, you know how we, we say this a lot, the three of us, right? And I think a lot of people do this where you look at a team and they perform low to their competition. And, you know, Sam calls them the pee pee whack boys. And it's just like <laughs> they, they will play down to their competition at times and they will show up at games and expect to win. But how could they not expect that some nights? Like, look at the state of the NHL. Like, how many games have we watched this year? We watch every single Leafs game. And then we break them down after we do Leafs talk. Subscribe and review. And how many times have you watched a team where you went, that's a good team. The Devils and and Golden Knights are the only two teams that I felt that way. Where I've watched yeah. this and gone, oh, these guys would actually be trouble for the Leafs. Every other game is kind of like, oh, the Bruins Leafs. Bruins fifteen
1: not... and two, but they, yeah, yeah. The, the Leafs handled them. But yeah. the Leafs
2: handled them, and yeah. it was just it wasn't the best Bruins game. It was a good game right. script for the Leafs. They just played awesome. But yeah, ultimately, the only two teams that I saw them play that were like unequivocally better than them those yeah. given nights that I said, oof, this would be a problem is two teams. Mm-hmm. The league is flat and crap right now. It's like the thirty two
1: teams, sixteen make the playoffs. Ten, 10 can, can
2: win. Sixteen teams, but also you've had flat cap for yeah. a bunch of years. Anyone now. who's good has had to sell good players and get yes. worse. Everybody sucks. There's no <laughs> good. Everybody sucks, man. There's two good teams right now. Vegas. The uh, Sorry, there's been three good teams this year. Yeah. Bruins, Devils, Vegas that have been consistently good yeah. the entire year that are kind of like fun to watch and have had a, a real vibe to them. Everyone else sucks. It's
0: been tough. It's, it's, a, yeah, lot of, it's, it's a, been, a lot of middling, but you're right. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. But, isn't this what uh, Gary wants? Isn't yeah, this, this is the, the dream? This is the like, dream. Oh yeah. Parody. Everyone's the same. Everyone's the same. No one can afford to call guys up or add to your team They're or make exciting bad. trades. It's just it's all. Yep. I mean, if we want to talk about trades, maybe we should talk about what we want to do well, with the Muslim well, business. Well, we should probably well, should we break? Nah, no, we're good. We're good. I told him we're gonna call him at four. So okay. Yeah. Wait.
2: What? We can keep going here. Yeah. Yeah. Are we just gonna go? You guys? Well, go yeah. For we, break? we can just
0: squeeze this. Go to a 55. We have a floating break. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah.
2: How many breaks you guys have?
0: Two. Oh. In two hours,
2: yeah. 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 And we talk, man. Yeah, no, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I, fr- I forget sometimes. Yeah, because like, you have podcasts. like I got listen on the pod and it'll break it up. Yeah. You get little things and there, little drops. Um, anyway, I just, I kind of get it. <laughs> like, it's just, there's, it's. So. It's not a strong league right now. And I, I think that they probably look at it and feel like when they look at their opponents, most given night. teams, ice, that teams they play bad do.
1: and win games. that happens to yeah. them, right? Where they, like, get points against whoever, you know, some bad team because they just Show
2: up. But I just feel like, yeah, Austin, most... Because if you're Tavares, you showed up this season and people were saying, maybe he's a winger now. Maybe mm. it's over now. Yeah. And he went into the offseason. He got a new skating coach and he changed his approach and yeah. he's done all these different things, right, throughout his offseason to get better. Nylander, same thing. Went to Sweden. Added a little bit of weight. Talked about being a little bit more physical, right? Mm. Marner even added weight during the offseason. I think that his body was very much like a big focal point. What did you guys hear about Matthew's offseason? Like, uh, nothing. And but again, not right, that I heard it
1: was bad I shouldn't right No, now.
2: but I'm just saying rightfully so. But there yeah. was no Matthews storyline because everyone has been basically putting him down in pen as don't worry, he's gonna do this. Yeah. And everyone's like, right, he is gonna do that. Yeah. So I would imagine that for him, after a career year and after another disappointing exit, and basically feeling like it's Groundhog Day year over year, there's probably it's just probably a little bit harder right now for yeah. him to get to the rink and go. God, I really want this tonight. You know, right. I really want to be the I man show who scores people. five on five. So, yes. And
0: he blocked a shot in practice today and hobbled off the ice. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not good.
2: good.
1: So fine. today Apparently. I wrote about, today my article was about the Leafs, and it was, you know, they don't, they seem like a lower ceiling team to me mm-hmm. than they have been in the past iterations of the Leafs teams have been high-flying, like frustrating, because the ceiling when they look good in past years was unbelievable. Like the, the the pace, the the play, the way they could score, you were like, this team can set your hair on fire. Mm-hmm. This current iteration of this Leafs team is a lower ceiling team to me, but
2: the league sucks.
1: But they well sure, that might be part of it, but they can play consistently. I I think they have now become closer to their chances of winning a Stanley Cup or more like the St. Louis Blues where you're good mm. and you're in the group of teams who can win and you get some bounces by playing well long enough. The Capitals were good long enough that they had a year where they got the bounces. The Penguins teams that won the cups in 16 and 17, they were flawed teams. Their decors weren't spectacular. They were good long enough. Mm -hmm. This Leafs team to me is a lower ceiling version of them, but I feel like they are a more veteran version that is better defensively. And is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. What do they, you know, the question then is, do they need to add to it to raise that ceiling and at what position
2: to me? I was talking about this today. If you're going to, if it's just ends up being the muzzin money mm-hmm. or you decide, Hey, you're going to move somebody out to create even more space. What I'd really like to see the Leafs do is continue to treat this like an, a bit of an all in season for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like when it comes, I, I, at first I thought, well, if Dubas doesn't have a long-term contract, how, how much can you take out of the cupboards? Right. This gets, this is like the cross sport comparison of why um, Shapiro and Atkins were so mad at, at, uh anthopolis mm-hmm. because it wasn't so much the players that he traded away ended up becoming awesome it was just more when they showed up in toronto they went what are we what are we supposed to do like you emptied the cupboards of nothing all of to trade to get better yeah so now we have to just completely rebuild it. like i hope you've had your fun and yeah. i think about the next gm because you know leafs don't have their second round pick this year they don't have their second round pick like two years from now they, they got a lot of picks out the door i think they only have like three next season and or four and that's including the pick that they got for Matt Murray the third. Did I think they had a seventh for I think them. They
1: got five next year. It doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever.
2: No, they're limited, man. Really? Yeah, they're they're limited. They got the Matt Murray pick. They've got their first round pick, and then I think it's uh maybe in, that, a seven. in
0: 2023 they have their first. They yeah. have two thirds. They yeah. have a fifth and a sixth. So they have one, two, three, four, five picks.
2: Five, five picks. Yeah. Okay.
0: But no, yeah, no
1: second, no second, no fourth,
2: no second, no fourth. So they just you you go ahead and you start to look at they have. They've just dumped a bunch of picks over these last few years, and it, it's reflective in... Well,
1: they haven't picked in the previous years, yeah. Well, yeah,
2: but and that's it. But it's reflective in the roster that they have right now where you feel so much pressure on the picks that you have. Like, Nick Robertson's not working out, and people are, you know, hand-wringing going oh, man, what happens if Robertson isn't a guy for this team? You go, well, you're in real trouble because there's no other guy. You're I know, hoping You Matthew just United.
1: need one, right? You I just know. need one of these guys, whether it's yep. Nice or Robertson or someone to come in and play. Yep. And you look at teams, you look at the Devils. I would actually like to pull up, like, the way their roster's been constructed because certainly there's some free agent signings and trades or whatever. But a ton of guys that they just
2: developed. But Miles
1: Wood is a great example of a guy. He played in the minors for years, leading them in even strength goals. He plays in their fourth line. He's super effective. Awesome. You know.
2: Leafs had that. They did. Like Kapanen, they... Yeah. they, they, they oh,
1: Janssen and Trevor Moore were all, they were all that's part of I mean. the... They had yeah.
2: their core of young guys, and yeah. they ended up having to move a lot of them out in trades. They had to dump Iman, some Brown. picks to get off some bad contracts that they had. Like, yeah. whatever. Um, they've just, they have not been able to hit on young players that have come up and supplemented this roster. And even right now, you know, Sandine and Lilligren, it's a, to me, it's a lot of wish-casting. for sure
1: now it feels like yeah it
2: it goes it's like hey have those guys been decent at times have they been probably over criticized because of the market whatever are they better than other teams have maybe at their position of being fifth sixth fourth defenseman whatever the hell they are supposed to actually be sure Mm. but it does feel like a lot of wish casting at times when you see some of the charts of who's good and who's bad like i saw one the other day where it was like Sandine's being criticized, but look at this chart. Uh, I know. I'm like, okay, man. Just what do you tune like, into
1: a couple like of just, matches?
2: There's just no way that you could genuinely feel this in your heart, or you're just so brainwashed by this one thing that yeah. it's just. It's I actually become...
1: watched a shift last night where uh, Sandine and Lilligren were on the ice, yeah. and the the forward group was great and banged like three or four shots into shin pads, yeah. and it's like, yeah, there's a plus four Corsi shift for yeah. Sandine. <laughs> or...
2: I, I guess the the thing is for me is though when it comes to all in, like if we're talking about the trade and using the Musin money, I'm going, yeah, you know what? Use the picks to make sure other teams will eat money. And you. the, the difficulty they're in is that they kind of have to be patient. I was thinking, I was theorizing that there would be some bad teams that would try to jump the market. Like, if you're the Ducks, you probably want to dump Klingberg earlier mm-hmm. because if he's worth one win, that's dangerous to you. You're in a draft where you want to be at the very bottom. If you're Columbus, yeah. you want to make sure that you get rid of your guys. You're at the very bottom. And if somebody offers you any kind of decent pick, especially this year, right, I don't think how many people are going to trade this year's first round picks just because, yeah, if things go, it's just dangerous to do that. But if you can start to get picks for teams to eat money and you're the bad, bad teams and you want to be in at the top, you want to have a hope and a chance at a Connor Bedard, you should be selling earlier rather than later, jump the market. Problem the Leafs have is what happens if Matt Murray gets hurt? If Matt Murray gets hurt mm-hmm. again, or Samsonov doesn't work out, or one of these two guys ends have up to not spend being great, that
0: space on a goalie, yeah. You, oh, but, but hopefully but, then it's hurt enough then, that they're yeah. LTIR. But if Matt Murray gets hurt again, it's LTIR. Then yeah, you but you have an
2: extra five. No, you might have the money. But yeah. What about how do you, what assets do you have to get you a player to you, spend the money on? Yeah, yeah, dude, you have your. Like I said, we already went through their picks this year, right? First so and two gonna, thirds. You're going to use a first round pick this year. You got thirds. That's not too much. You're going to go into the future now, like into unknown territory. so yes. why
1: not? You know, you yes, see the NBA where guys are trading yeah. their 2029 20, pick,
2: you know, yeah. and it's like... Guess what? I'm not trading picks from the Toronto Maple Leafs organization for years that I don't know Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and John Tavares are going to be here. Like that's wow. not Well, down. are they all or, in or are they not yeah, all in then? Or are, you trying, be both.
0: are you trying to serve the years they're here or worrying about the years they're not here?
2: Yeah, well, I'm telling you... No half as, measures here. As somebody who remembers how horrible it felt watching, and it didn't turn out to be as bad, but Tyler Sagan, like the second overall pick... Go away. That was the lease? Yeah,
0: I think that's a little different situation.
2: Yeah. No. How is it if it's... Because they traded about...
0: it for the wrong guy at the wrong time.
2: Yeah, and how would it be the right
0: guy this year? Well, because year? They're, the Leafs are in their s- supposed... Cons- you know, competitive cup window, and yeah. this is the time you're supposedly yeah, supposed to be training first. Yeah, but we're talking about
2: first. using future first. Like yeah. that's the conversation I thought we we're having. But what if you, you win this
0: a cup year? and you have to watch Sagan go, you know, metaphorical no, Sagan if you win a go, cup then and
1: whatever it's
2: essentially worth it, right? Like even the Lakers won a bubble championship yeah. using you know all of the picks and players in the world. They might let miss out on. Uh, Truly, one of the greatest potential yeah, players Roman ever, yeah. and they won a bubble championship that didn't even have a parade. And people have to go like, "Well, that's kind of worth it. It was kind of okay. what you fine. do it for?" Sure. I mean. My only point is is that I don't think that you have enough assets. Like when I look at the Leafs, I see a farm system that's not particularly loaded. It's not like there's a. What are the guys that you're waiting for right now? You're waiting for Matthew Nice? Punchy Douglas. Yeah, oh, you're boy. waiting, and you're waiting for some guys, some some Finnish bros that. Are all kind of like I forget they're which guys yeah, yeah,
0: Topi mean, and Rony. And yeah, Topi and, and, yeah. and Roni and the the, gang, <laughs> and the Boys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Topi and Roni and the Gangs, and, and we're like, which one's good? And they're yeah. like, they're all kind of the same
2: good, but <laughs> there's one that I really do like. I think it's actually Rony, the center, who's kind of like a gritty down the middle. I don't know. Anyway, I, don't know if I like him or not. His My- he, his, his league has a.
0: Gold helmet for the top scorer. Yeah, I don't know dude. what the hell is going on over there. I watch
2: the but this is kind of my point, though, right, is that you're looking at guys that are a couple of years away that an organization might covet, but not all of them are going to be looking at dying to get Roni and Topi in the gang, you know? And they, they probably want knives, but we've just said it. You eventually need to have at least one guy who comes yeah. up who's young and helps you out around the fringes. So then you've got a couple of picks. That just seems like not enough to all of a sudden get a defenseman who's going to play 20 minutes, a forward who's going to be reliable and score you goals in big games. So and your the concern
1: tender. is they, if Murray gets hurt, they don't have the assets to acquire players good enough to spend uh, the Murray money and Dude, the Muzzin money.
2: They didn't have it last year. They tried. They wanted to go get Flower. They wanted to go get Marc-Andre Fleury. And they said, uh, what we want is Matthew Nyes in a first-round pick. And the Leafs balked. And part of the reason they balked is that they were like... We can't give you this. We need these things. <laughs> this is important to us. So if you just even, like, project that forward of what it cost a year ago to get that exact kind of deal done, that's everything they have. That's genuinely, like, if we're talking about all in, that's everything. Well, then that's commit the... or don't. Sounds well, like you're on both sides of I'm it. not. I'm saying you can commit that. I'm just saying that you have other things that you need to do. And so right now, if you're going to use assets yeah. to try to go get Gavrikov from Columbus and say, hey, Columbus, we want your fifth sixth defenseman take our next year second round pick okay cool now you have no second round picks for 3 years if you give next so year sure <laughs> sure that's, but it's probably going to cost more
0: that's what all in it is it's a risk right. you go you go i'm all in Fine. that other guy might have a better hand that's the whole point <laughs> I'm saying
2: i'm saying even if you do go all in you just you can't match the pot Yeah. like you can't match the pot for the things that you're going to need back so we you need to, we need to have a enough. break
1: Let's take a break. We can break. Okay. Let's take a break. When when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy that bunk Sam and I all read and all enjoy Anthony Petrelli. I'm looking forward to chatting with him. Yeah. Guy, guy knows his leaf stuff. Looking forward to having him on. We'll be right back.
3: Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The
1: fan
2: drive time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Kipper and Born on SportsNet 590 The Fan
1: Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. Obviously uh, not Kipper today. It's been bunk. We we went long in the first break here in the first chunk there cuz we had lots of passionate things to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, we feel
2: the passion it, was there. The passion
1: was there. We it was got real the passion.
2: passion. Um, Sam had the passion He's all in everything. <laughs> All
1: in, train everything That's great I really enjoy that um, But now we are joined By another guy Who's got the passion uh, Fantastic writer um, good, good work at Maple Leafs Hot stove I check it out Whenever I can uh, Anthony Petrelli How you doing bud?
4: good guys thanks for having me how are you guys doing
1: yeah we're doing good we're doing good we could probably do this for many many hours when it's bunk and i because we don't get the chance to hang too much so thanks for joining us i uh i wanted to get your thoughts on a few leafs things because i know you're one of the people who watches this team as closely as i do uh i wrote an article today about how they just feel like a team with a lower ceiling than they previously have been and not that they're not good or can't you know I don't know, be competitive, but tell me what you see. Am I off in my assessment that this just doesn't feel like they're as capable of being spectacular as they have in the past?
4: No, I, I read the article and I think there's a a few points there. I I agree in terms of what are they better in it? It probably will be goaltending. Like their, their five on five save percentage was legitimately bad last year. Yeah, Like it was horrendous. It was like 27th. They're going to be better this year. I think if Murray stays healthy and what Sam Sonoff was giving them and just the system and environment they create for goalies, it's going to be better than what Campbell and Mrazic gave them last year without question.
1: And that's and a then beyond bleak, that. Bleak output, right? That yeah. you're going to rely on Matt Murray to get make you better than last year?
4: Yeah. And I think one of the, the quieter things about them, because it's still very good, um, is the power play like their power play was a, like insane last year for most of the year, right? Like it was a, it was on pace to be the highest percentage power play of all time for most of the season last year. Like they were clicking plus thirty percent. Now they're like mid twenties, which is still really good. It's going to be a top ten power play, probably top five, but it's still a dip. And then their penalty kill was top ten last year. It has not been that good this year as they've kind of adjusted to life without Mikheyev. Even Andre Casho was really good on the penalty kill for them. It's just like, it, you know, it's not necessarily death by a million paper cuts, but it, it's these little things that are adding up a little bit. I mean, even losing Jake Muzzin, and he wasn't even that, that good last season, but losing him still hurts. He, he played over 22 minutes a night for them in the playoffs. They don't have anyone that can fill that hole.
1: Yeah, the uh, certainly some uh, some flaws beyond, I guess, in the past it used to be when you looked at this team, they were defensively weak and they would score a ton of goals. Where do you think that they should spend their money? If they, this Muzzin money, they finally have a little bit of cap space and there's some debate about how to best improve. Where do you think they should spend it?
4: It has, it has to be a forward. They can't score and they've struggled to score in the playoffs pretty much every run when it comes down to it. Right. But they, they effectively, I mean, they did get shut out by Columbus in game five or if they scored in the final minute, the same thing with the Habs, right. They effectively got shut out. They, they scored against price with like a minute left Uh, against Tampa. They scored once. Um, And again, you know, and that, that was a game that was at home. Braden point gets knocked out of the game. You know, they barely scored. So even in just past years, they've consistently not been able to score enough. And now they, they have a third line that uh, you guys tell me what's the, what's their purpose. What do they do?
2: Infuriate me. Make us mad. Yeah, yeah. Make me yeah. send a lot of texts. That's the number one purpose of the line or the thing that they do.
4: And I get why Plotus Holmberg is there. I, I get what he's trying to do. He's saying Engvall is legitimately just a left winger. Like, we, we've established he can't play any other position. He went well. And he hasn't been good this year. But if he if he does turn it around, it'll be as a left winger. And Callie Yarncrock has pretty much established throughout his career he is only good on the right wing. And so he's sitting there like, I don't want to put these guys out of position because they're already not playing well, and now I'm going to put them in positions that are even worse. And so now you have Pontus Holmberg. He's like 23, doesn't necessarily – I like him. I think he looks the part as a future NHL center. But, like, for a cup contender to be the third-line center with no pedigree, no AHL production to his name, like, first year in North America, it's a massive ask for the guy. Like, it's completely – Like, it's wrong. Like, he's positioned in the
2: wrong spot. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing about that, though. He's actually in the lineup right now over Nick Robertson. And, again, different positionally, but you guys talked about on your show yesterday, Borny, about how uh, Keefe is at the point now where he said, other guys got to do really bad things, essentially, for uh, this guy, this kid to draw back in. Do you guys just try at least to add to your forward group or just add to your team in general by making the trade – that's a change of scenery trade now with Robertson. Like I, I just, I'm kind of at the point now where if you're sitting them, what, what are you doing? You can't really put them back down with the Marlies. It just like, what, how's the value going to improve all that much? I mean, down with the Marlies. Are you not at the point where you just kind of call teams saying, what project guy do you have? That's your version of a Nick Robertson. And let's, let's swap them.
4: I'll let Bourne answer first. I'll hear what he says.
1: <laughs> the, uh, you know, I know on your show earlier, the, a good suggestion was, uh, Heinola from yeah, Winnipeg. That was Frank's Frank Valley mentioned Billy Heinola. I don't, I mean, Hynola, he's not it for me like that to me doesn't help the Leafs. It's, it's another Sandine or Lilligren to me, which is more the same. So it's tough to find that. I think, I don't know. What, what about you, Anthony?
4: Yeah, I think kind of on, on that note, I just, I don't see how you're going to get anything that makes it worth it. I mean, the, Reality is is he's an undersized winger. I think he can score in the league. I don't know if he can do anything else in the league. I think everyone will probably look at him at this rate, right? It was sort of the same way when he came up game one, he scored. And everyone was like, this is awesome. And I was kind of like, can he do anything else? Can he take shifts at five on five? We know if he gets chances, he'll score in the slot. But beyond that, I don't know if he does anything. And he'll have to prove that. And he hasn't played that much in the league and he's still really young. So there's a good chance or at least a reasonable chance that he develops into that. So it's like, are you going to give up on a guy for Billy Hainola? I don't think so. So I, I don't know if they have the value. I think they needed it. He probably represented the biggest chance for gains at forward. Right. Because if, if they hit on Robertson this season, suddenly Kerfoot's out of the top six and Kerfoot has what one goal in the last 18 games. And I think it was mm-hmm. a power play goal. So like, that was – he really represented their, like, one chance, at the beginning of the season anyway, unless you want to get on the pray matthews nice walks into the league in is very good train. For the first half, it was about Robertson. I, I think they got to give him, like, a solid 10, 15 games as opposed to waiting to see if – but if someone else plays their way out of the lineup. They should do it right now. Yeah. They should do it right now.
2: Yeah. They, but we've been talking about this over and it's like, they should, they should do this. They, they should try this. They should do this. Like McKee and I were talking about this on Leafs talk the other night. Like that was the exact position that I took where I was, I was saying, just do hey,
1: it and then cut bait if you, it doesn't work.
2: You clearly don't have any secondary scoring. So why not play the kid who might be able to do that? And yeah. even if he struggles in other areas, who cares? At least Live if he proves it. that he can do this, his value goes up, whatever. It's just, like If we're really going to talk about things that Sheldon Keefe is doing this year that are kind of tougher with the team, I don't know if him criticizing his group and walking it back is as bad as stating publicly that the only way that their pedigree scorer that had an incredible preseason and apparently did all the things that they wanted to do can only get in the lineup of other guys don't execute.
1: I do wonder if this is a point of contention with Dubas and Keefe where Keefe is like, yeah. I need a centerman. I need someone to come play center
4: yeah. for me.
2: And he's, but he's, he's like, get trade this guy trade this guy because I'm not going to play this guy while I'm the coach like he does not want to play him I mentioned it look at even the games that he's put him in it's been okay a back-to-back and you're taking out Wayne Simmons they didn't play him against the Flyers with the who is the guy in net for the Flyers in that game You guys remember? Uh, No, I don't. Was Was it not Carter Hart? No, it was not Carter Hart. It was someone who was very bad. Oh, yeah. And it was like, they were just like flipping pucks at the net, and they were like, in. (laughs) You know, that's in. And they didn't put him in there. A guy that could have easily gotten some cookies and just, you know, boosted a little value, felt good about himself. Heath didn't play him that night. It's just, it's hard to take all of the... It's like, you know when they say if someone shows you who they are, believe them? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if Sheldon Keefe is showing you over and over the way that he's he deploying about? Nick Robertson over the last two years, like, believe him. He does not want to play this guy.
4: Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because um, besides the scoring, if there's one other thing Robertson has is he can move around out there pretty good. I'm not going to say he's fast, but he's not slow. He's quick. And they they looked slow last night, though, the Leafs, compared to Jersey. But legitimately, For sure. I that was, that was their worst statistical game in the Sheldon Keefe era. Like they, like for a team that's, we'll see if it's a one-off, but for a team that's very much focused on the process, like it was bad last night. Like they, mm. they were very lucky to get a point. Like they, that was legitimately a bad game. Like sometimes people complain and it's over the top. Like I thought Jersey completely outclassed them last night.
1: So this is interesting though. Cause like you mentioned that they need scoring and, you know, maybe spend the money on a guy who can get you over the hump in a game seven, yada, yada. You know, I look at, do you believe that Sandin and Lilligren are, going, are good enough that they don't need to upgrade one of those guys? Because looking at the, at the six to me, I understand all the defensive numbers are pretty good for this Leafs team. I just don't want to go into a playoff round rooting for a team where it's like, you know, who, who's good in their own zone among the decor? Like, it's not Sandin and it's not Lilligren. It's not, you know, people don't like Justin Hall there. Morgan Riley's not a defensive specialist. Like, don't they need someone to focus on defense?
4: So I I like Lilligren. I think he's, I think he's legit. I, I think, I don't know when I say he's the real deal. I think like he's, I think he'll be a top four D man and I would give him the year or at least up until the trade deadline to work into that. Like I said, Sandine, I think you would be hard pressed to trust him in a playoff series in a notable role at this rate. I think Lilligren can do it though. I think he kind of has the tools and, I mean, they missed T.J. Brody last night, right? Like, even I was looking at it for overtime, and he doesn't start Matthews, Marner, and Riley because they've been outscored eight one. So he switches to Varus and he saw
2: the tweet. Matthews.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, pretty much. And so that was a bit of I was like, oh, okay. So the solution is take Matthews off. That's certainly a choice one can make there. But I thought about it for Riley. I'm like, who could you take off? Like, who could you competently put out there over Riley? Shift one. And other than TJ Brody, it's like you could squint and say Lilligren, but I, I wouldn't consider that. That would just be change for the sake of change, right? But yeah. I think Lilligren, Brody, Riley, people criticize whole, but I think he's at least something. I, I do think Giordano's really good still. Like I don't want to pin everything on like 38. Right. He's literally the oldest player in the league right now. But I think he could play more, and they're just saving him. But, like, he is legit. Like, he actually is really good. Yeah. I As you always that. say, he's an adult out there. Was, he, he Like, he is. Like, he, he is an adult.
2: Yeah. I was worried about his minutes, too, until I was talking to Chris stieg about a week ago, who's, like, pretty close with him, you know, former teammate. And he said, nah, this guy is just that kind of horse who – thrives with more minutes. Yeah. And even at that age, yeah. he's just not yeah, it it shouldn't really be a major concern. You look back at his track record, he's just not he's not a guy that wears down easy. He's a guy who can handle the minutes. You look at his style of play, he'll he'll be fine. I, I think that's a that's us being sports fans who are ageist and apply that to everyone, Super right? Ageist. Which, but just, which is fair because but, but it's yeah. not
1: the same arc for everyone. Yeah. You're
2: right. No, you're right. But, but it's just, but that's kind of where we're at now with sports is it used to just be running backs at 30. And now like the thing in the NFL is like anybody over 30, essentially yeah. it's not a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> it's
4: like, yeah, it's like, but, but if you're going to, if you're going to look at the five though, right? So let's say, so Giordano, who we all agree. We like Riley, who we know what he is, but he is a good player. Yeah. Mm. hole is, if nothing else, he's good on the penalty kill. Do we want to pause on that Riley, hmm, or do we want to move forward?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think plow ahead. I I think it's just like, I guess, it's just,
4: yeah. He's been good in the playoffs. He's been like pretty much the only guy who's been good every playoff. We just don't talk about it because no one else has been good. And so they've never advanced. I like that. he scored a number of big goals in the playoffs. We just, it's never like... I'm not gonna. No one's gonna sit here and celebrate. Like, remember that goal he scored in that series? They lost again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: a good point. Like, it's Like, no one's yeah. going back to be like. He, I actually considered today. What if I went back and reviewed every Leafs playoff win from the last five or six years? There's been some Sounds good like moments.
2: Hell. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say that's literally it, McKee. If he dies and goes to hell tomorrow, <laughs> that's what he walks into. It's just Satan there with like a little TV. Look how like, how close they were to like winning? It's one of those TVs that's like you had in in high school. It, it's on it's, the it's cart. It's just a <laughs> repeat of Matthews
0: <laughs> tipping that. Yeah. Puck three inches wide in overtime against yeah. Tampa in game six. Or Justin, yeah, or Tavares scoring
1: and
4: getting waved off last year. Yeah. Uh, it's like when the Raptors won, right? Then suddenly you look back at the Lowry highlights and you're like, remember that, like, buzzer beater he had from half against Miami? Remember that sweet. sick game he had against Cleveland in mm-hmm. game six? Oh, it it's like, yeah, he was pretty good. And then he finally won. I think Riley would be in that category, warts and all. But so you have Giordano, you have Riley. Hole, if nothing else, is good on the penalty kill, which is important. Yes. I yeah. think Lilligren is good.
1: Yeah, they're screwed if they don't have him on PK. Yeah, you like Lilligren.
4: Yeah. And and Brody is good. So, got, it's five, at least, there's guys at least, but at forward, they literally don't have guys. Mm hmm.
1: Yarn croc is a, like, a serious black hole for sure. That's something that they're going to have to review.
2: Yeah. I, my favorite is when people post the Yarn Croc charts, uh, and, and it's just like all the charts that's supposed to go up—they're all down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you like that? <laughs> that makes like, you feel good. Well,
2: it's just like because it reflects exactly what I see. I love confirmations, you know, like, of, and that's what I I choose my stats. I'm like picky with them. And I'm like <laughs> that's a Yarn stat. Croc is the one where it's just man, four but, years for the, all the down in the charts, huh? Like that's not good. That's not great. Try you know sorry.
4: how you know how they'll sit there and they'll say like, if you don't notice a defenseman, that's a good thing. That yeah. is not how it works. at Forward, like <laughs> yeah. if you don't notice the forward,
1: like do not apply yeah, that standard. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. It, you could go weeks without like if you don't look for him, like you don't see it. Yeah. Like you, like where is he?
1: I'm looking. It, Believe me, I'm just, looking. It,
4: it's been tough. So I legitimately, I think they need it. Like they do not have it. Like last night, I was watching, and I know we're all quick to pick apart coaching decisions and this and that. But when I was watching them kind of get outplayed, I was like, I legitimately don't think he has the horses to keep yeah. up.
1: Well, doing the best, doing the best he can with what you can. Um, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, Anthony. We're gonna play a, cl- a clip after this about Frank Saravelli talking about Billy Hainola. So, uh, thank you very much for joining us today, man. We really appreciate your time.
2: See you, bro. Thanks for having me on, guys. No problem.
1: All right, so I, I, do you want to play this clip from Frank from your show
2: this morning? Well, I, just to kind of follow, like, close on his thought there, though, yeah. about the forwards, it's just this is, this is my thing, and this is why I never understood the whole you got to rush out and grab someone to replace Muzzin. Is there are at least, like you said, there are defensemen on this team that I like, and I also don't see moving. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when it comes playoff time, you're, you're right in the sense of it does always, it has always felt to me, like they were gonna have to choose one of Sandine or Lilligren. Yeah. That it was it was never gonna be a both of these guys are long term fixtures on the team. That it was maybe, but it was yeah. You saw how it went. They signed both the guys to short deals and they said here's where one point two million. Was that what it was? One point four, yeah. One point four, one point two, somewhere in that range. Like they wouldn't even promise Sandine like a shot, essentially.
1: No, they didn't like move someone to make no. a left
2: shot. Opening or something and and realistically if Sandine was really 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 that to the organization if they because you know when Dubas talks and he says stuff like uh, he's a really important piece to our future right and you go well if that was the case then why wouldn't you at least go to Jake Muzzin and ask him about no move because like someone had to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why are you signing multiple depth guys. It's good to have blue liners but mm-hmm. you think Jordy Ben signed here with the idea in mind that he couldn't beat out Rasmus Sandine for a spot. And as your six D going into a playoff series, like yeah. He's
0: like, I'm gonna get in. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was such it was such an obvious trade situation in the summer with, with Sandy. As soon as like there was the the rumbles of him being like all negotiating through the media with Luke Fox and yeah. all of this stuff. Now they need him. So in retrospect, it's it's a hard take to have. They but it was need an o- it was but I mean they kinda need him right now. No, I mean, but it's, I get uh, the it's, point that oh, it's, like it's, a replacement level guy would be.
2: Would be but fine. Yeah. yeah. But they could have they could have Mete in there tomorrow and if, you wouldn't think twice about it.
0: If they had the opportunity to trade him for a little bit of forward oomph when they, he still maybe had a bit of value. Like, this, the terrifying thing to me, and I've actually brought this up to you long ago, is that he's Travis Dermott. Well, yeah. Is that the, the yeah. promise? A lot the of people promise. call him Sam Dermott. Yeah, and, well, but the, the, I, I like to think I was actually on this tape before the Sam you, Dermott you, thing. You,
2: you, were, you were very, very early on it, but you also did turn kind of like very Leaf fan-ish where as soon as the negotiation came up, you went like hardline. Like, right. I never heard you do the Sandine takes until uh, the very first day where it was like Luke Fox negotiating through the media. Sam was, McKee DM'd it to me, and it was like fire and brimstone, hot takes I, my way. Oh, he's Dermot. Just, well, it, went, to me,
0: to me it, it was insane.
2: Yeah. You
1: that know that happened. Yeah. You know, to I, I think a couple things here. One is that. Tabs was right. Dermot, Dermot, <laughs> Dermot just never got better, right? Like yeah. Dermot never yeah. got better, but Sandine has yeah. gotten worse. And I do think a big part of that is when you publicly declare that you're better than your best buddy on the team yeah, is a lot of pressure to come and be better than him. Mm. And, I, and I think that weighs on him a little bit.
2: Yeah. I just the, my only counter to Sam's point there is I think if there was a deal, it's kind of like the Robertson thing where you go, who was going to give you that? Remember, there was all that. Hey, they could do the challenge trade with Sandine. You could go out and get a forward from some organization that's cheap. What organization would be doing that right now? Well, I
0: thought Sandine had value in the summer.
2: Yeah, but that's because. I thought there was
0: promise with him in the summer before yeah. he started playing hockey. Well, games. you know, you know what they kind of
2: hosted him last year when yeah, he got they did. hurt. Yeah.
0: Because he was playing really he well, was. he
2: He got had that hurt little stretch year. where he looked good. Then he got hurt, and then he couldn't get back they didn't in.
1: Didn't even offer him a chance. Yeah,
2: exactly. In. And so I don't know, man. I just if I, oh, my only point is is that what promising young forward were you giving up for Rasmus Sandin on a cheap deal? No
1: one, but I I take a shot if I'm any Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, any team. I would Sure, say but what
2: are you getting back? Then if you're
1: th- taking back another guy who's a wish and a prayer or a pick or yeah. Well, yeah. To,
2: to be honest, that that's probably the move that. I feel like doesn't get made enough in hockey that does in other sports. Like you just saw what the Jays did with Tejas Hernandez. I hate that trade. So this is kind of a weird way of using it as like a good example. But you trade a a guy for something that you need, but also a prospect. And you say, Hey, like we're probably gonna use this prospect potentially. At least it's in the cupboards for another trade potential mm-hmm. if we need to add up and do something else. Like it just gives us more flexibility. Yeah. And and I, I wouldn't have, I would have been fine with them doing that with Sandine, especially like you have to know your asset to a degree here, too. If you guys felt, as an organizer, when I say you guys, I mean the main beliefs.
1: Yeah. Not my family.
2: Yeah. No. You guys so- are fine. You guys are just <laughs> mostly posting cute pictures. he has got a beautiful family. Oh, Dude, thanks, guys. Honestly? Very beautiful too. family. Thanks, guys. What, what are you guys doing that's bad?
0: Because, <laughs> <'cause like>
2: it's, because <laughs> it's, like, a little, it's one of those, like, what's oh. going on there, you know? Like, it's, a, it's, like a cover up. it's like a cover-up, it's like, it's like, you guys, it's like, you guys doing your taxes or what? Like, <laughs> uh, is, that,
0: is it a tax situation? Like, you don't want the tax man <laughs> looking at photos of you guys? We murdered a mouse in our house. Yeah. Borny's yeah. yeah. uh, son, Charles, was on the Leafs talk test last night, I'm yeah. like. You're just a little peach. What yeah. a sweetie.
2: little peach. <laughs> yeah. Cute guy. Yeah. Sam's we She had
0: parent-teacher
1: interviews uh, yesterday as well. Oh, L- learned guy. a lot. Of, well, he's active.
2: Man, I, I had that <laughs> too. I hated parent-teacher interviews. Yeah. She, Nightmare.
1: She, he's active. Yeah. You know yeah. what, though? Great reader.
2: You know,
0: maybe you'll be a writer.
2: Guys. That's nice. Oh, yeah. That's nice.
0: Maybe just uh, do a trade. <laughs> oh, yeah, his son. Yeah, <laughs> do a trade. Don't yeah. get into writing or this. Yeah. Yeah. Do oh, a, a trade. Oh, is that oh, I only want you to trade my son. <laughs> <Yeah. for> <laughs> two <laughs> young yeah. daughters to be named later. I was Like yeah. Trade like, for Nick yeah. Robertson. <laughs> he's a challenge trade. High your, well, he's a potential guy. for like born. No.
1: Born's
2: at the player. He's at the parent teacher, and they're like, he's a good reader, and you're like, well, what are the kids good at go math? <laughs> math, go
0: yeah. yeah. math? You Math kids. Yeah. Like math. Math seems like yeah. I'll take.
2: I'll take a challenge trade, my reader son, for your math daughter. Oh, that's and funny. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, derailed. I just, I, I kind of feel like if there were teams that really liked Rasmus Sandine, they would have called the lease on that and said, hey, what, what's going on here? You guys still don't have a deal done?
1: They're like the 5'11 D-man you have who's not great offensively Who you guys don't like to play. And he doesn't play in his own end. Can we get our hands on him? Yeah. Listen, I – Man. He makes good decisions. He's on the power play. Like, I liked him. He even plays a little physically when he's feeling good. He he does have
2: that from time to time, man. There's an element
1: where it's like, I can see good Sandin. Dude, it's
2: so Dermot. <laughs> we're really, having the Dermot conversation. Is, no, <laughs> but, yes, but we totally yes, we are. No, yes, we totally are. Different but different are. But we are. I know. I just. It's just. We're it's having totally the Dermot conversation way. where it's like he can be physical and they. Can, you know, yeah. he's an underrated. A little
0: offset, offensive upside. Yeah, a
2: little. No. Sandines was better. Of course. The, and man, but Sandin, I get your guys'
1: point that it's the same guy where you're, you're. You're wish casting, as you put it.
2: Yeah, you wish cast. You there's two. There were two moments that we'll always have with Sandine, no matter what. Number one was him getting lit up in that preseason game. And Babs went, see? <laughs> you know, like, he was like, hey, you guys saw that, right? That's what I was talking about. But, man, I, I got to interview him during that season, actually. Like, I got a good one-on-one. And he just, he had his head on right, man. He went down to the World Junior Tournament. That was the other one. And he ripped it up.
0: Man, he's a smart, he the MVP guy. of that tournament? He, oh, he was really good, I remember. He ripped yeah.
2: it up. Dominated. And you went, what a year this guy's having. Cracked the big league roster. He you know, jumped got Williger, the attention. Williger was yeah, the guy. He was him. the
1: higher pick. He yeah. was...
2: Dominated at the World Junior Tournament. And then it just, ever since then, they've never really been able to get it on track. Even his contract came up a year too early. You know what was strange this summer, though, J.D., is that
1: he, they blamed him for getting hurt this summer. Mm-hmm. There's a number of comments about how he needs to be more responsible for keeping himself on the ice. How he needs to be prepared physically to be in the lineup. Because he got hurt a couple times yeah. in his development and they basically said, Well, you know, yeah, that's on you, which I thought was a really strange angle to take with a no, guy you're dude, developing. he
2: he had he's honestly, if you really think it like if you really think it through, he's had a pretty crappy road as a leaf. They called him up like he had an awesome preseason and they were really thin on blue liners because they had a bunch of injuries. So they played him some games. Yeah. Babcock said the entire time again. What did he say? He, I thought you were gonna say Vaz is right. No, no is that, you want to say that. You won't say it. All right. Yep. Anyway, Vaz was yeah. like, he was like, hey, this kid's not ready physically, and a lot of the world went, that's crazy. That's not true. He's ready. They sent him back down, and he had a pretty good year.
1: Vaz has been validated in like thirty opinions
2: on this yeah. guy. He was definitely right. Yeah. He was like, we shouldn't be using this kid right away. Anyway, they they got hurt again, and they ended up having to use those extra games. Remember, they called him up, and they went. And this was actually, that take was kind of validated, was people thought he was so good, and this was me included, that the problem was going to be you used up a year of the ELC too early and that Mm -hmm. you were going to have to pay him. And people went, no, well, there may not be enough of a sample, and so he could get on up on the cheap. Like, if you would have told me that year that he was going to end up signing a $1.4 million contract, I said, you're nuts, or something tragic happened to him. And I guess the tragedy was, like, the handling of him as a player. He's just never had... That chance. And, and, man, I don't know who I was talking about this with the other day. It was on my podcast. But this has been kind of one of the tricky situations the Leafs have been in. And this has been the Robertson thing, too, where you're, you guys are saying, you're all in, you're all in, you're all in, you're all in. And I get it because you need to win. There's a lot of pressure on the team. But that's not exactly the best environment for a younger player who needs to play 10, 12 games in a row without having. Hell with
0: your younger player.
2: But, sure, that's but what fine. what are you
0: trying to do? You're trying to win or develop?
2: Okay, both because you can't – you have to be able to do both. No, you have to be a modern-day salary cap team that's had a flat cap for multiple years. Or you just Every draft team. better. That's the thing. S- draft better. Like, okay. They, they've used, like, a couple of picks. I'm just saying that if you're going to actually try and win, you're going to have to give your younger guys rope because you need to have young secondary players on your roster that can impact it. Go across the board. Like, teams have that. Leafs haven't been able to do it, and they've kind of had impatience with their younger guys and saying, we're going to let you work through the kinks. It's always like, oh, you had a bad game, or Nick Robertson didn't do this. He's out, and then he's in the gray jersey, and the media is talking about him as a trade candidate a couple of days later.
1: I, I would bet that Kyle and Sheldon have this conversation all the time. What are we doing here? And Sheldon's yeah. saying, I, "I listen, I think my you job's have on to the line both. today. I cannot develop your guy for you today. I'm trying to I win. I think
2: you have to do both. I think that's salary cap era sports. You have to do both. You have to develop and have those guys, because when we're talking about, like, when you just said it, they're not as high of upside as other Leafs teams are. Yeah, guess what? Sheldon and Kyle, you guys can always go out and get middle of the pack forwards who will play defensive hockey, who will play within your structure, who skate well, and can't put the puck in the back of the net. That's always going to be available. Those guys are going to be there. Yeah,
1: but they know that, and which is why they've drafted – Bracco and Robertson and nine other forwards who are five, nine and try to score.
2: Try him. And the next one's Ty Voight.
1: Try to say that 10 times fast. Is it Toy Boat? Toy Boat?
2: Uh, I don't want to say it. I thought it was going to make a swear. I was like, <laughs> what is it? I was like trying to think about like all the dirty words that are like <laughs> Ty Voight. <laughs> I was like, is this bad? Sam hates Ty Voight. I don't hate him. Yeah, he did. He's it's leading. Called him the lead,
0: he's leading. The, yeah, he is. He, he kind of. <laughs> <is. laughs> he's leading the. Dude, he's leading the o, He's leading the Owen in, uh, in scoring right now. But he's, he's 19 playing against. Yeah. Davis. Okay, I want yeah, to. I want to get to questions
1: yeah. before the end of the show here. So let's take our last break, and then okay. we'll get to questions yeah. after the break. Yeah. Later.
2: More Leafs, more Raptors, more Blue Jays. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. I am Justin Bourne. I am here with J.D. Uh,
0: Funkus and Sam McKee. Very important breaking news. Oh, yeah. Leafs are finally wearing the reverse retro this morning. Ooh, yeah. you love them too, I hey? love them. I do love them. Are they, they're
2: blue and white with a maple. Uh, oh! Oh! Yeah. My, my,
1: <laughs> my very yeah. first memory of Sam McKee was coming in here and, and you introducing me to Sam and then burying yeah. his jersey takes. Just saying that Sam has, like, sneaky thing. bad taste in jerseys.
2: Here's the thing about Sammy. Yeah, I love you. Dude. Oh, here we go. He's got
0: bad taste. He likes bad things. Oh,
2: <laughs> Here's the thing about Sammy. He likes bad things. <laughs> he's, dude, he's a trash mouth. He eats, I think. Be hey, careful. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't say his, anything bad. His
2: parents, when he was younger, were big time on healthy food. So the first taste of, like, anything bad he ever got. He's, he's obsessed with right. Okay. So it's all the tr- but like, it, close your mind. <laughs> no, open your mind. <laughs> close trash. your mind. Picture trash food like what you think is trash. That's what Sammy likes. Like that's what he wants every <laughs> single time. All right. <laughs> he's trash mouth. And then he's got some okay tastes when it comes to aesthetics, but it's hit or miss.
0: I would say, in my opinion, it's hit or miss. Um, is that fair? The Leafs reverse retros are gorgeous. Yeah. Guess what? All the leaf stuff. No, but they got the they got the old you didn't school. Didn't
2: like leaf. the Arenas jersey. Oh, my God. Awful. No, the Aretinas is bad. Again, The Aretinas is just such a hilarious, who cares about that part of their history, you yeah. know? The it's
0: old just, mutual straight arena. It's like, yeah, who gives just, a crap? No,
2: who cares? Yeah.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, the glory days. From where, sorry? <laughs> yeah. yeah, back when the arretinas. forward pass wasn't allowed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one had a curve. <laughs> <laughs> Newsy Malone. Yeah, definitely better oh. than Gino, though. Yeah. Newsy Malone in the top 100, but yeah. Gino wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah.
2: yeah. Newsy Malone versus Gino is non-comparable. <laughs>
0: There's just no comparison. There
2: was some guy in there, just shut up, nerd. Like, put Gino in. Yeah,
0: I think, I think Gino's pretty good.
2: Top 100
0: yeah. player. <laughs> He's really good.
2: Joe Thornton didn't get in, though, right?
0: Uh, I can't remember. Hey, I pe- bet
2: I'm sure he did. Shouldn't have. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, got a heart should look that's it up? Actually, yeah, that's actually more offensive than Newsy. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive Joe for Thornton. For the record, for if you year, don't know, the NHL was...
1: did a top 100 players yeah. in the NHL list once upon a time, and Evgeny Malkin did not crack it. Guy is just,
0: I don't know, one By of the way, highest. I shouldn't
2: feelings. say that anything about Jumbo because I think that. Uh, Joe
0: Thornton was not on the list.
2: Yeah, I think that oh. one of the. Yeah, no, I think he was one of the greatest. He's got to be. Come on. No, man. and But he was, if when they did the Amazon series, he was one of the guys that was, when he was in Toronto, he was listening to the fan.
1: He was listening to the fan? Yeah, yeah.
2: He was in the car yeah. and oh was listening boy. To the fan. <laughs> he didn't like our show very much no, then. <laughs> he did not. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were uh, doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are doing okay today. Anyways, right. are we doing text? What, what we are. We are. So this
1: is the portion of the week where we just mail it in. Uh, nice. we, we we take texts. We take, well, we don't take calls, yeah. but tweets, whatever, emails, and we just answer. We we listen to the people and we answer their questions. Oh, yeah, Sam McKee, DMs. do we have any text? Oh, by the way, text 59590 yeah. if you uh, have any questions.
0: Question. Let's say Kyle Dubas can wave a magic wand and trade for Ryan O'Reilly and John Klingberg. Does that fix the Leafs? Love that. What? I love that question. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> answer is yes. Yeah. I think I almost said yes, something real You have your center
2: and you have a D man. What's your issue there? There's no issue. I to just, be the question was kind of funny. It was like, if you could ma- wave a magic wand and be six foot four and better looking, would you do it? I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, that, <laughs> would that? <laughs> would that? Would you? Want not possible. That? But the me, reality yeah. is,
1: do you want to break your femurs and grow and do the work and all yeah. the reality of it? It's less less appealing.
2: No, I just I actually love that line of thinking. Like I just. But I what think would you do other... need to establish what the best-case
1: scenario is before you mm-hmm. seek out ways to acquire something.
2: So, again, Klingberg, guy that I talked with my pod on this morning with Frank Klingberg on? Oh. No, uh, just about how that would be the only interesting case of using the muzzin money early to me, is if you got a good price from the Ducks or the Blue Jackets for the Gavrigoff guy. Because they said we want to be bad earlier, and we we don't we want to stop screwing around and winning games in this flat year. Mm-hmm. We we don't want to keep splitting with teams. We want to get rid of our guys. And if you're going to do that template of sign Klingberg to a one year contract, and you're going to try to get that from other teams as a team like Anaheim, because it's kind of like a smart play, honestly, is hey we're going to give you a bunch of money, and maybe we'll eat some of this 100%. later and. You we're going to try here, to trade at the deadline if we're sure not good. You, try, and you we won't keep be. trying hard, and then you're a deadline guy. You go somewhere else. Maybe they like you. No you get a con- great. Smart deal. Smart move for everybody involved. Awesome. Prove-it place. But if you're the Ducks, there's even more upside in showing to other agents that you're willing to take a little bit less potentially than wait it all the way up to the deadline and move a guy earlier and let him be in a, a good competitive advantage spot. So if Anaheim and Toronto or Columbus and Toronto – if one of those kind of teams that wanted to be bad, wanted to make sure that they're bottom of the lottery. And again, a super flat year competitively. Why not say we'll eat some of this money and maybe we'll take a little bit less to mm-hmm. make sure that we're jumping the market a little bit lower and yeah, take this now rather than waiting. If you are the eating money, deadline.
1: you're ramping up what your ask is, For which sure is are. something and that's fine. I think you accept that as part of a yep. rebuild. Um, you know, of those two guys, What's funny with Ryan O'Reilly is you pay the he's been Ryan O'Reilly tax. Yeah. Like, John Klingberg has never been someone who's like. And the Blues have won five in a row. Yeah, there's that too, but I don't think they're.
0: Well, I sure they're now 500. It. They
1: are
2: yeah. right? after yeah. an eight game losing streak yeah. in the first month yeah. of the season. Yeah, and one of those wins was against the Avs. Well,
1: yeah. though it was a good run they had, I think, Vegas before that or Boston before that. They beat yeah. some good teams. And Ryan O'Reilly scored
2: the
0: filthiest goal last night. Yeah. Did you see that goal? Yeah. Like, oh behind God. his back, back end. Yeah. Can I
2: be honest? That's what I'll miss about Twitter.
0: It's just a bite size.
2: Yeah, the bite size. Someone DMing me a sick highlight that I missed. Yeah. And I go, oh, right. I don't watch highlights anymore.
1: I try to like make a conscious effort. I know it's to it's, it's it. homework yeah. for me
2: to watch highlights. I'm yeah. like, okay, right. Watch. The I used to have stuff.
1: so much time to just sit there in the morning or at night. I don't know, but yes, I try. I and, try uh, my you best have To now. evade
2: the tax man, take those family portraits.
0: Like, look at me, active father. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. All right, what's next? Um, what do we got here? O'Reilly'd
1: be great, eh? Third, three centers.
2: I got one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I got one okay. that I thought was kind of interesting. I don't have the guy's name in front of me, but essentially the question was, uh, I'm trying to pull it up. It's like, uh, yeah, does Matt Murray already have the lead in net when Samsonov returns?
1: Already have the lead in net. Well, he went into the year well in front of Samsonov. Yeah. And they wanted to be the guy, two-year contract, Dubas' boy. So if they're even equal, it's Ty go to the Murray. Yeah, And so, yes.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Which yeah. is weird though, because we would all agree that before his injury, Samsonov was the least best player. Samsonov's wonderful, great, great. start. So now, want you guys want to be Toronto media? Evil oh, conspiratory Toronto,
0: Toronto oh, media. you just want to fire up a goalie controversy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is one though. The, the, yeah, this is an actual conversation I'm because saying, they're both capable and they're both going to be playing. They're both playing at the same time. It's going to be a controversy. But if if you're Samsonov,
2: you got to be a little pissed if you're only playing now. Like obviously they're gonna
0: mix him in. He's gonna get his opportunities. Whatever. Something tells me he might get another long stretch to play as a number one goalie. <laughs> yeah. Considering Matt Murray's injury history, might not have to worry about this too much. Oh, oh man, Matt Murray. Oh, you're Sims back, born. eh?
2: I am not on your page with this. No, I'm not on that page. I just, I let's just say that yesterday the guy who you likes goalies. You go and do something like this. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. And
0: totally redeem right. yourself.
2: <laughs> Guys, here's the thing about me. I always liked the goalies. <laughs> yeah. I liked Garrett Sparks. Like it's you know, there's a long yeah. list of goaltenders that I've liked. I still Jonathan Bernier, I'm still he like of stock. Yeah. In fairness,
1: y- you were right about Bernier. He went on to play great other places for more years. So did I, James Reimer.
2: I was always right. Actually, you know, Rhymes is the guy that I like the most personally, but was the one there where I said you have to move on. After yeah. twenty thirteen, it was everyone's gotta go.
0: Yeah.
2: No one can return. Except they trade except they sign Clarkson to make them tougher in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Um are you Poor guy, man. What do you yeah, believe? Yeah, tough, he's tough, he's tough the only here. guy
2: that got like tens of millions of dollars that in this city people are like, I don't want to trade places with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's it sucks. <laughs> What's your believeometer meter on Matt Murray now? Is it creeping towards I kind of believe, or are you still? Uh, so believing uh, is
1: he's going yeah. to play in Keep the playoffs playing. and play above average.
0: Yes. Believable
2: meter is about health or skill. Both. Skill, both, both. This is hard.
1: Is he going to be because, a nine? Uh, 9-
2: I'm not Oh seven
1: or better in playoffs.
2: Nine oh seven. He has to
1: play and be a nine no, oh six. Oh yeah, that's
2: it. believable meter is there. I believable meter in that. Like okay. I. Again, yesterday was a, they, we just had Anthony Petrelli, his big old brain coming on here saying that's the worst game that they've played in the Sheldon Key Fair. We're like, they got smoked and he stood in there and was awesome. And the devils threw a lot at him last night. And you could see it. Like you could squint your eyes and go, oh, right. The thing I, I genuinely love about Matt Murray. Like what I really do like is if, if you don't make him move, he, you're going to not score. He's so big. <laughs> there was actually a shot in that game
1: where he hit, someone hit the equipment that he shouldn't have That's by his ears. Yeah. He was like near the post. And it was just a, just a wrister from the side that came hot. Yeah. And it was like, dink and it just dink. like hit the yep. gear. And I was like, Oh, he's big. Yeah. That's
2: nice. Also not to do my goalie love thing too far. Oh
0: boy. But I kind of liked it that when guys tried to skate through his crease, he gives a little grab and a little shove. We took a trip last night before the guy shot it in the net. He yeah, tripped I, he tripped Jack Hughes hard. Yeah. Like he hit his face twice.
2: I love a little bit of psycho in the goaltender. You know, a little He's bit Arthur of, Shelby. I've said it on the show. He yeah, looks I, like Arthur Shelby. I Shelby's. like a little bit of I'm gonna chop your leg, you dork, if you stand here. <laughs> you know, like I like
0: that. So I my Matt Murray stock. I am I have far less than bunk. Yeah. Far less stock. That's fine. Well, I have a lot of takes. On him being good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of tweets.
0: I do have some tweets. Yeah. And you got so like, I would, Sammy
2: had salty tweets. Hot take alert. They were like, there were people who, who were like, I don't know, man. This doesn't seem like a best And He's like,
0: oh, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> you had a lot of those. Well, I just, I would like it to turn around so that I, you know, it's nice being right once in a while, yeah, which is very often not the nice. case for me. Being But right is I sweet. don't know if I, my believable meter is still very high at all. I, every game I watch, we talked about this a little bit on the post game last night, but there's no way the Leafs have had the two bad experiences as a Leaf fan or as any fan watching a, uh, a goalie. Uh, the afraid every shot's going to go in goalie with Eric Schlegren, and afraid he's going to get hurt on every shot goalie with Matt Murray. Listen, Samsonov's still my guy. I know he is, but I I, I watching Matt Murray last we win night and we get smart that save yeah, that. Uh, was it Matt? Was it McLeod or Michael McLeod when he was like along the ice or at the end of the second period? Mm-hmm. And Matt Murray had to do like that big stretch, and then he like looked down at his leg for some. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, here it is! I'm like, oh, here it is. But that's just—it's a terrifying existence. That's as a fair. You're,
2: you're looking for it, you know. You're waiting for it, and I don't know, man. I just, uh, I I just think right now, if you're talking about things you're worried about, like let's do the worry meter. Right now, it's like guys who can score and play good on forward, and then like. All the other things are just in an elevator down. Like You got to go a couple floors down before I start to feel bad about it. And yeah, when Samsonov comes back, I feel like it's a pretty good problem. My only thing is, is every single goalie you talk to ever, they go, they say the same thing. Whether it's Ed Bell, like pick your goalie. You want to talk in private? You want to talk in like public? They say the same thing. You have to know your roles in the net. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, guys in the room start to pick their guy. And that's already happened here. And it happened with Jack and Freddie. Like, you saw it, right? That went down with those two guys. They, and that's why Freddie was, like, so sour, was he lost the net because of an injury, and he was on a contract year, and he started to get pissed off, and he never got his opportunity back. Everybody loved Jack. He won all those games in a row. All I'm saying is my actual fear and being nefarious Toronto media that's trying to create problems <laughs> would be that Samsonov is like, man, I played really well, and then I got hurt. And I want to get the net back, and I was feeling good because I was getting regular playing time, and now it's kind of like, oh, when am I playing? And uh, that's something to monitor moving forward.
0: So this is an interesting question here that kind of plays into us talking about the league being crap versus the league being mid. So, yeah. yes, it's less than 20 games so far, but do you guys feel any less or any more confident in a playoff run this year than the any of the last five years? Yes, more. More
1: confident in a playoff run?
2: Than last year.
0: I'm the opposite. I no. would, the most confident I've felt, Last, ever was last year.
2: No, the most confident I felt ever was the Montreal, Montreal year. year. Eh. It was fake. The Montreal year should have been the year. Yeah. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Man, they played. They literally but played Montreal. It was a Montreal always game. in
0: the back of my mind with them. But the Habs were out the Back right of your mind? Bad.
2: What? It's listen. Bro, it's, you're it was, LeBron right now. You're like, and I knew they would <laughs> lose to <laughs> Montreal. No, games. it's not
0: that I would know. I not. Not that I knew they were going to lose the Habs, but there's just so much more at stake losing to the Habs. I guess as a Leaf fan. Where it was, like, that worry in the back see of that your head. Where
1: if it goes wrong, you're, like, yeah. fearful. Oh God. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I, well, hey, I had. Oh, you weren't afraid that they were going to lose the Habs? That no. thought never crossed your no, mind I there, say. buddy? Chirping all your your Habs fan buds all the time? Like, that. Yeah, I had I that did. huge fear. That's why I did it. That's
2: yeah. why I chirped them all, and I had to eat it for years. Literally years still going on for all my. Most of my closest friends are Habs fans, and I still eat it to this day. The messages that i threw out there during that series because they were not those two teams should not have been on the same planet i never feared the habs
1: you and i did a gambling uh, segment during yeah. that playoff series where it, my analysis for every show was montreal should lose because they're bad yeah <laughs> i know they suck <laughs> i anyway. won a lot of money and they, on and the habs and, in that yeah, I, and, and
2: montreal went to the stanley cup final and they were bad and so all i'm saying is i actually have more faith this year because of my point from earlier i think what we're seeing right now and this is a theory that i'm adopting immediately is that the league the flat cap is taking its toll the teams like the Penguins and the Capitals that are older that haven't been able to do much that normal years would have been able to say, ah, yeah, now we have a little extra money to spend around these guys. They haven't been able to do anything. They, they, they've, they're aged out. Mm-hmm. Look at the team that's like bouncing back and having success. Islanders. Right? Islanders have a team where has Barzal scored yet? No. Yeah, exactly. So good. Guess what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may, their decor is incredibly underrated. It but is th- so good. But this is why I think the Leafs
2: have a better shot at winning. I think that they are built to play really good team defense i think that everyone's pretty much bought into this idea of like everyone's coming back everyone's playing d and we can defend our own end just as well as anybody else in the league and then when they get their opportunities they're still gonna at the end of the day go all oh, right they that's the team that has austin matthews and john tavars and william Nylander." you hope they're,
1: that they're able to flip that switch for sure. they'll
2: be able to have like last night where if they can just get some decent goaltending they can hang around even if they get outplayed by a younger faster hungrier God, team and scary. so i just think the league is flat They've got enough experience. They've been through this enough, and they still have that high-end talent that it's like if they just don't get sewered in net, yeah. and if they can just add a couple of little luxury pieces, that they'll be right and, there. I don't love
0: the team. Like I just and, the Jack, team... and Jack Campbell was not good in the playoffs last year. Oh,
1: he was fine. He was
2: fine. Mm. This is it. You're the opposite of me. It's like yeah, where's Danny on. DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? This is a really outdated reference, but that movie Twins, where they if you find out that Danny DeVito didn't get any of the good genes – that's Sam and I, the way that we look at goalies, where it's like everything he thinks. He's a Danny DeVito. He's just a hater. He's just down there like thinking they all do all the bad, and I think that they do all the yeah,
3: good. Yeah, he, he,
0: 315 goals against an 897 save percentage in the seven games. is really good stuff. For
1: <laughs> he, the was, he was fine. Yeah. The, awesome.
0: uh, <laughs> you're right. The numbers are ugly. He was fine. In oh, my, yes. in totally my
1: article today, I, uh, I had Sports and Stats pull together the longest playoff streaks, consecutive-made playoff streaks mm-hmm. in, the, in the NHL right now. Can you name the three teams above Toronto Toronto is fourth tied with Boston they've made the playoffs six years in a row who are who are the teams above them that have made the playoffs more
2: so the streak ended last okay so who has done it more obviously Tampa
1: no Tampa has made the playoffs five years in a row Toronto Toronto six
2: Pittsburgh Pittsburgh yeah
0: Pittsburgh guess how many seasons in a row they had one weird down, what, I want to say eight or seven. No,
2: Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's done it every year with Sid, other than his 16. rookie year. Sixteen, yeah, every year. I other thought than they had one years. where, they, where no, Sid no. was out and they no. missed. They had the one year when he was a rookie. They missed, and then every other year it was like sixteen in, in, in,
1: in. straight years. Washington, they've Washington has made it eight straight years.
2: Yeah, and then so there's one more team.
1: Yeah, and I I would bet a lot of money you don't get it.
2: St. Louis. Nope.
1: Good guess. St. Louis is uh, mm-hmm. four years in a row.
2: This is uh, it's electric. bad radio. I yeah, can I was give us right here. All right. The, the answer,
1: the answer is the Nashville Predators. Eight, oh, seasons, eight seasons in a row. Damn
2: it. Well, he kind. I didn't want to
1: sound like a dumbbell.
2: Well, no. When Bourne said you'll never get it, I just immediately went to teams that no one Phoenix? thinks about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, is I was it like, I years of Columbus? Columbus done that, and I was like, <laughs> no, they suck. Anyway. But yeah, I was surprised.
1: Toronto with the fourth longest yeah, streak man. right now. They look poised for a seventh straight year. Ninety. And so this is the point about what my article was about today. If you get there enough. So you look at this list, JD. This is the, the teams who have made it the most. Of this, there's six Stanley Cups in here. Six of the nine teams have That's won a Stanley saying, Cup. You, you, you get there getting enough. In.
2: You keep getting in. You keep getting shots. You do it. I'm just telling you, I don't love the team. I know I sound like the guy who's like, they could do it, I believe. No, I'm telling you, I do not like this hockey team. A lot of nights when I watch them, I'm like, this is very mediocre. My only point is that the rest of the league feels very mediocre. Continuity in sports matters. Mm -hmm. experience matters yeah skill matters and coaching matters and i think that like they're a well coached team that's got a lot of experience in a flat year with some high end skill
1: yep waiting for matthews and marner to get going right now uh marner 35 goals last year he's on pace for 18 austin matthews has two even strength goals they're gonna get more offense they're coming
2: yeah. yeah. I feel like we let Matthews off the hook again, though. We sure. totally like, did. He was fine. He's great. He's just not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Engvall on pace for two. Yeah. Yeah. I all day, I
2: guess. <laughs> ball, killing it.
0: All right.
1: Well, thank you He's very healthy. much to J.D. Bunkus. Thanks for joining us today, man. We really appreciate it. Anytime, brother. You're the best. Uh, Sam McKee, Derek, Frank, uh, we appreciate everyone. That's all we got for today. We'll see you on Monday back with Kipper.